For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right. Thanks so much for being with us, folks, for our second debate. Thrilled to have you back from lunch. We are going to be debating, of course, whether or not OnlyFans creators are economic, economic or uh, exploiting customers' loneliness. And that's independent of sex. So regardless of the sex of the OnlyFans creator, regardless of the sex of the, cu the customer of OnlyFans, want to let you know as well, we're going to be doing that same pre-debate poll via a show of hands. If you do tend to think that OnlyFans Creators are economically exploiting the loneliness of customers, even just a smidge or a lot. Would you slip your hand up for the pre-debate poll? If you think that OnlyFans creators are economically exploiting customers, no. Right. The one. The question. If they are exploiting customers, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And then remember, same thing as the first debates poll. If you're right in the middle, if you're like, I'm totally 50-50, just ask you to not vote. Second one is, I'll let Ryan, you got the count. If you do not think that OnlyFans creators are economically exploiting customers. Excellent. All right. And then, as I mentioned, we'll do a percentage basis. So we'll do another post-debate poll at the end. But I want to say that poll is for Manifold, who is our sponsor for the conference. Want to let you know if you're watching online, check out the link. You can vote right now on Manifold, guessing which side you think will be more persuasive. Check out that link in the description box. And if you're watching right now from in person, you can use your phone and click on the QR code up here on the screen in order to vote who you think will be most persuasive. And then the objective criterion will be whatever percent change in either direction the hand vote takes toward the end of the debate. But without any further ado, we're thrilled to have our speakers. We're going to go left to right in terms of whether or not it is exploitation. So starting with Alex, thrilled to have you here. He and Not So Erudite will be taking the yes position. And then we'll hear from Farah and Destiny on the no position. Alex, thanks so much. The floor is all yours. All right, starting off first. So uh, I'm going to keep my opening statement pretty quick because I honestly don't think there's going to be too much disagreement. But in, in essence, I do think that OnlyFans exploits the customers the same way a casino 
exploits its customers. It's something that is a conscious, I guess, scam in a way, right? Because you're paying for a quasi relationship. That's what the guys think they're getting. In reality, they're ch chatting with some dude in India who's pretending to be the girl. And it's like this quasi relationship that they form, which doesn't really ultimately lead to any kind of good outcome. However, people are adults and they should be able to make their own decisions. The only caveat I would say is that there should be some kind of disclaimer that says, just as an FYI, you're not chatting to a hot girl, you're chatting to some dude in India. Okay. Yeah, so I think when it comes to the case of OnlyFans, I think it's a conversation that needs to be engaged with honestly and openly. So like most of the people that tend to talk about this are extremely biased to their side. They either want OnlyFans content creators to be slandered as dirty, degenerate whores who are corrupting society, or there's kind of on the other side this like romanticization of OnlyFans. Um, is it exploitative? I would say yes, obviously so. But the benefits of the platform probably actually outweigh the harm that it's doing. And so I think it's a type of platform that if you just honestly looked at some of the issues with it and corrected those, um, you would have overall a safer sex works platform for the women and a easy access uh, form of sexually explicit material for the consumer. Okay, I don't think it's exploitative at all. I think it's actually a net good for society, for both the creators and the consumers. Um, to respond to Alex's point about there needs to be some sort of caveat that you're not speaking to an actual sex worker, but maybe a typist. Typically, it's a hybrid between the creator and the typist. And also, when you're engaging with a sex worker, you're looking for a fantasy. Like, you're already forfeiting a three-dimensional relationship with a woman because you're looking for an instant response. Like, I'm an OnlyFans creator, and guys are more pissed if they don't get an instant response than if they're talking to an actual woman. They're looking for that cyborg relationship in a sense. And same way when you'd go to a strip club, you don't want the girl who's going by Crystal to tell you her real name and you don't want her to actually tell you that she feels disgusted by the way you're touching her. You're looking for the fantasy, it's sexual escapism. And so to actually like get exploitative to, I don't know, to fulfill that fantasy for guys is just counterintuitive to the whole reason why guys you know, engage with sex workers. Um, I think that when we talk about exploitation, and we talk about a service as exploitation, I think we have to be careful to define what exploitation is. I think that oftentimes when people talk about sex workers being uh, exploitative of the men that purchase their services, it feels like the definition that we're using for exploitation is there is a need that's being fulfilled by another person that could be fulfilled by somebody else. Um, and for some reason, it's just going to place kind of a unique burden on sex work for girlfriends, or I guess in some cases boyfriends, to be fulfilling these needs. And if, and if that need isn't being fulfilled, then we call the other person fulfilling it, the sex worker, somebody who's partaking in exploitation. But we don't apply the standard to anything else. Uh, when I moved out of my parents' house, you know, they didn't cook food for me, but I wouldn't claim that Applebee's is exploiting my lack of having a parent in the household. Um, I wouldn't say that because my mom doesn't like sew my clothes that Walmart is engaging in the exploitation of my desire to have clothing. Um, and even for more like personal services, right? Like a massage parlor is not taking advantage of my lack of having a partner to rub my back. A therapist isn't taking advantage of me not having a good friend to talk to. Um, an apprenticeship that I might pay for isn't taking advantage of me not having like an uncle or a father to show me a trade. Uh, so I think that when we talk about exploitation, I think the really important thing is we have to define that exploitation is 
in some sort of transaction with somebody that doesn't have the wherewithal to actually consent to the activities taking place. So for instance, um, we can talk about the exploitation of children. A nine-year-old might not know the damage they're doing to their health by working in a coal mine. That's why labor of children is often considered exploitative is because they don't know the risks that their body might be taking in order to engage in certain forms of labor. Or if we talk about like scams, uh, old people might think that there really is a poor dude in Nigeria that just needs $500 in order to lock up his million dollars of funds from his Nigerian king father. Um, you know? So we would call these things exploitation because either one, uh, there's a, an inability from one side of the person to actually consent knowingly and, and with full information to the activity because they just don't have the capability of it. Or two, on the other side, we've got somebody engaging in a dishonest <laughs> transaction. Uh, I think that when we talk about sex work as a whole, we're going to have to fulfill one or, or the others of these sides. I think it's hard to make the argument that you're, if you're 18 or older, you don't know what you're getting when you're buying something from OnlyFans. As far as said, like when you go to a strip club, I mean, if you, if you, if you think the girl's name is really Crystal, uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Um, and if you are, um, and, and then for the other side, I heard Alex put this argument forth that like faking DMs might be uh, an unethical thing if you're not upfront about it, which could be the case, but that's just an argument against one type of sex work. That's not an argument against all of OnlyFans or all of sex work. Uh, so I submit that if we're going to have a debate on the exploitation of sex work, we need to be working within the strict definitions of exploitation, or if we're going to further expand the definition of exploitation, we need to also understand that we're arguing for the banning of any service that could lead to a detrimental effect in the long term of somebody's health, such as gambling, alcohol, consumption of fast food, overconsumption of video games, and in Banning League of Legends, though, and that's my uh, argument. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess probably the most important part then to start is what are we defining as exploitation? Yeah, I was about to ask that. Uh, as interlocutors. Sure. My definition of exploitation is what I gave. I would say yeah. that it's if you're dealing with a customer that can't give informed consent, or if you are uh, intentionally misrepresenting what it is you're selling to somebody. Do you think casinos are exploitative? Do I think what? Casinos, gambling. Are exploitative? Yeah. Um, under my definition, uh, no. Okay, what about, um, let's say, selling drugs? Becoming hardcore drugs like heroin. Um, I would say it could qualify, but the difference there is that kind of what he was saying, exploitation takes place if the customer can't give informed consent or like fully conscious consent. And the difference is that the American Psychological Association does not include pornography addiction under the DSM-5 because it's just not an addiction. There's no compulsion, which is like, the cardinal feature of what, the cardinal hallmark of what an addiction is, there's no withdrawal symptoms. Like if you choose to take your credit card information out of OnlyFans, you're not gonna be having headaches, you're not gonna be like scratching your face thinking, thinking there's like bugs on your face. But well, people who do have a gambling addiction, there is a lack of compulsion, which is why there's a difference. You well, are exploiting possibly a uh, customer. About the DSM stuff, we should probably be cautious because most behavioral addictions don't have the like drug-induced withdrawal symptoms that you're alluding to, right? But part of withdrawal symptoms, if you look at like the six measures of what makes something addictive, not that we need to get too much into this, but uh, porn addiction is a decently established thing. There's increasing literature establishing that there's internet addiction, and so porn would probably fall into like the OnlyFans thing. There absolutely can be addictive proponents to any sort of behavior, particularly anything that like hits fast and reinforces quickly. And the more immediate and the more reinforcing that it is, this is why like drugs are so addicting in many ways is because the moment you feel sad, you can take it and it boosts your mood. That's like the psychological addictive element there. So while I agree there's no drug systems going on that are making people addicted to porn, there is behavioral mechanisms absolutely that are gonna be hijacked. To establish. You would have to establish that basically no behavioral addictions exist if like porn addiction doesn't really exist. Well, do you think lack of compulsion is involved with porn addiction? I don't know if compulsion's the I don't know how much we want to get into addiction. I don't know if I would agree that compulsion is like a fundamental element of what we categorize as addiction anyways. Because to be fair, 
there's no consensus among the literature of whether addiction is impulsive or compulsive. It's probably somewhere in between. We know that it seems to interact a little bit with OCD and like the, the brain structures associated with that, but it's not one-to-one. So there is compulsive elements, but there's also highly impulsive elements as well. Let me give one analogy for uh, Farah. So let's say that you are a drug dealer, you sell heroin. You come up to me, I'm totally sober, an adult can make up my own mind, and you say, hey, Alex, I'm gonna give you this heroin really, really cheap. And I'm like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Are you, is that an exploitative behavior on your part? I would say no. No. Okay. But I think the, the reason why the sale of drugs is considered exploitation is because doing certain types of drugs is, uh, is considered a transformative experience. Um, the type of person you are who's consumed heroin a bunch is transformatively and fundamentally different. No, no, I'm talking about I've never done heroin before. Yeah, if you've never done heroin before, then somebody making you an offer to sell you heroin, assuming that you're an adult, you're mentally sound, you're, you know, you're not uh, Yasuo Main or somebody with Down syndrome or something, then obviously, like, yeah, you have the ability to choose whether or not you want to buy or not buy heroin. There's no compulsion there. To call it exploitative is strange. I don't understand. Well, you I, can make that argument for kids working at China Sweatshop. They have the option whether they want to go there or not, right? Do they? Yeah, in some cases, sure. I, I don't think so. I think that's why sweatshops sweatshops aren't considered unethical because the kid decides, I could go to, um, you know, like, happy-go-lucky middle school today, or I could go and work in the horrible conditions of the sweatshop. I think that sweatshops are considered unethical because oftentimes they're seen as, one, the people are too young to even have the option to make another choice, and two, because they have no other recourse. They have no other... Exactly, option. so that's the whole point. So they go to the sweatshop because that's their best alternative. The other option is like staying at home, trying to start your own business. It's the same thing with- Start old, your own business in China? Just, it's hypothetically possible. Like what, you don't think there's any Chinese businessman? Uh, well, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I, th I think that when we talk about children who are in sweatshops in China, I don't think we're thinking of the average person who's capable of launching an own, their own entrepreneurship at like age 10 or something. I, it, it's possible in the same it's way- It's hypothetically possible. Let's say he's 13, he can be a streamer like you. And I. You know what, if that's your argument you want to hang your hat on, then I'll... No, I'll but, then, but then that, that, that's the whole point, though, right? It is, in that sense, like... So you could just then have to say that uh, sweatshops are not exploitative because they have a choice. It's the same thing with the guys who subscribe to Farah's OnlyFans or any girl's OnlyFans. It's because they well, don't have a better alternative. They're doing it because they're lonely. They don't know how to talk to girls in real life. Sure. And that's their... So, yes, they do quick. have... A, wanna, they could I, sit home and jerk off. Sure. Right? But I that's... Wanna, I just want to define something really quick, okay? Because uh, uh, the, this part of the argument highlights something very important. It's between consent and informed consent. Um, oftentimes, the understanding of informed consent gets trivialized into this understanding of consent, which is, well, could you make a different choice, right? Like, technically, uh, any abused prostitute could just not work for the pimp anymore. Any abused spouse could just leave their husband. Any abused child could petition the court to become a, 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 an orphan or a ward of the state. But the, the informed consent means does the person, like, are they reasonably expected to have a meaningful ability to engage with the particular system of exploitation that they're a part of? I think that children in sweatshops are not meaningfully expected to be able to just go home and become full-time streamers. They don't have a realistic option out. That's a one to a million shot. The same that a person that gets addicted to heroin, I, I could get a lucky break and become like an actor in Hollywood and I just end up like Chris Farley or something. But I, I don't think that's like so the average. You're, you're making the argument that it's less exploitative. That's It's less addictive, which is true, but it's still exploitative. Are restaurants exploitative? No. Why, Why would a restaurant be exploitative? Because it serves you Chick-fil-A. We gotta admit, Chick-fil-A is very exploitative. Well, they add like MSG to their stuff. Like, they, there's a ton of sodium. It's not healthy for you. It causes long-term cardiovascular there's disease. There's only one they reason they close on Sunday, and that's right, because they want to with the with the, with the, the difference is with the restaurant, you kind of know what you're getting, right? Well, you, and you're done with OnlyFans? With OnlyFans? Do you think the people, do you think there's like, uh, like disclaimers that say, hey, you're probably going to be 
addicted to and spend thousand dollars on this girl, you're probably going to be simping hardcore. You're probably never going to get into a real life relationship because you spend all your money and That's all just your time not on true. OnlyFans. 89% of OnlyFans subscribers are married men. So this idea that it's just lonely virgins who are subbing to OnlyFans is just Where, Where's that statistic from? So I, it's actually, I brought the study here in my bag if we want it. That is actually correct from the one study in 2021. Um, obviously it hasn't been replicated, but uh, there actually is a really unexpected finding in most SEM research, which finds that most of the people who consume it are married men, which is a very odd finding. The argument I make is, why would we say that married men aren't lonely when their divorce rate is at like 50%? Uh, one of the biggest indicators of men killing themselves is usually post-divorce or post-being fired. So. I agree that they are married men. I just don't know if that substantiates to me enough whether or not they're this like essentially this vulnerable. Right. That we're so you're saying post-divorce. Obviously, if we're talking about married men, we're talking about pre-divorce, and then also well, secondly, imagine if they're getting divorced or if they're on OnlyFans. There could be married. And this is an area where I'll fully admit mm -hmm. there's just a data gap. I don't know if the married men that are on OnlyFans are like me and my wife love OnlyFans and we it's a bonding couple moment, or whether they're like, <laughs> God, my wife won't touch me anymore because I got fat and my dick's small, so I have to go on OnlyFans <laughs> to get. I don't know which group. Is, is the 89%, yeah. I'm gonna guess it's heterogeneous. There's probably mm -hmm. some married men that are very liberal, that are very open about their sexuality with their wife, and it is like an enhancing thing. One of the most important finding in most SEM research is the effect of porn on the individual has everything to do with their beliefs and attitudes about porn itself, mm -hmm. right? If you're a couple who thinks that porn enhances the sexual dynamic, you think that it's like exciting and role play, we just broadly see that it's good for everyone. But if it's somewhat like rammed down the throat, we see women, for example, tend to only watch porn when their partners ask for it. And we see a big escalation in insecurity in those women and a decrease in like sexual satisfaction in those couples. Again, that's part of because of the belief system that's operating when they engage in porn. Uh, so just to be clear, the 89% isn't evidence to me whether or not they're a vulnerable population. It's just a really interesting finding. I want to okay. go back to what Farah was saying in her opening statement. You were saying that it's positive for men and women. I can understand how you make the argument for women because they're making money. How in the world is it positive for men? Okay, so Littman and Leister did a study in 2023 in the Journal of Sexuality and Culture, and they found that of the population of men who engage with OnlyFans workers, they actually experienced an improvement in sexual confidence, higher self-esteem, higher body positivity. I mean, you can make a face. I do not buy that for a second. Sipping for some random girl on OnlyFans is going to make you give you confidence and give you more body positivity? I mean, you were the one Probably. talking about guys facing incessant rejection. So yeah, maybe talking to a model, even if it's a guy in India cosplaying as a model, telling you, yeah, your dick looks so great, it's gonna raise your confidence. This right, and then, <laughs> you, and then you start doing that instead of going out and actually self-improving, me and real girls in real life, this which is, is what's actually of, gonna make you happy. This is kind of to By the that point, logic, though. that women should withhold sex from broke men until they've reached their financial pinnacle. Well, some girls do do that. Some do, but you're basically saying it's just as unethical for me to have sex with broke men because I'm offering them a sexual checkpoint that's not congruent with their financial peak and I should just reserve anything. sex for millionaires. No, it does because you're saying that they're not working on themselves. So by that logic, women should just reserve themselves as sexual trophies for men who've like crossed the finish line. Right, but because the difference here is that you are a partner in that relationship. So ideally, if the guy doesn't completely suck in bed, you're getting a benefit. You're getting to have good sex, right? Hopefully, uh, ideally, right? Versus in this situation, it's a one-way street. The girl's taking all the money and the guy's just spending all his mental, financial, and uh, emotional energy on this quasi- a BS relationship, which is ultimately going to lead him to be lonely, depressed, and it's going to make him have a harder time meeting girls in real life. Like if you you could take the five hours a day you spend jerking off to whatever, who's ever's OnlyFans, and go out and do shit and actually meet girls in real life. But the problem is because there's that easy escape, the guy's not doing that. So again, I, if you want to Hold say, on, wait, wait. I, I think we have to be really clear here, okay? When we argue about whether or not OnlyFans is exploitation, you're going to like the most extremely addicted people. And then you're trying to present that as being the norm. 
This would be like me saying, like, do we really think that like selling alcohol is good when if you drink, you're going to be drinking, you know, 24 hours a day. You're going to be an alcoholic. You're going to abuse your family. You're going to have cirrhosis of the liver when you're 35 years old. Like, you, the obvious response, like, okay, well, not everybody that drinks does so that. You can't point to the most abused or most addicted, most extreme part because in that case, again, going back to my initial argument, we'd have to ban fast food. We're the most obese nation on the planet. We'd have to ban. No, video no, no. Games. But there's a, there's a difference between something being legal and someone being exploitive. We're not arguing that you should ban OnlyFans. We're just saying. It's exploitative. How on earth so the is whole, the whole, the whole making it illegal thing just then, falls out so the window. Is, but then, is every single thing then that's like taking advantage of a want or desire or a lack of something? Are all of those things exploitative? Something so if I can just jump some, in and say something that's detrimental to that person. Please, if it's oh, detrimental, my bad. Okay, I'm going to take a bit of a different approach because I don't know if I agree with that. I think part of the issue that we're having is I don't know if I agree with your definition of exploitation. I don't know if exploitation is fundamentally about informed consent. I think exploitation is because that's making exploitation about the consumer and the individual. Whereas to me, exploitation, I mean, I think I looked up on like Cambridge or something. It just, one of the most common definitions is the act of using somebody unfairly for your own advantage, right? And so the question is, is there structures within OnlyFans that do allow individuals to take advantage of specifically the highest risk? I don't want OnlyFans to be banned. I don't want fast food to be banned. I don't want alcohol sales to be banned. However, I do want disclaimers on alcohol. I do want to make sure that there are like off-ramps and resources for people who are massively abusing alcohol to be protected. Because the reality is, if you're a dumbass who pays an OnlyFans girls for a girlfriend experience and you're like, I'm pretty sure Sally Lou is going to want to fuck me someday, you are a dumbass. But the issue is, as a liberal society, we care about dumbasses. We want to create protections and off-ramps for these individuals. And my concern with OnlyFans right now is while it, I basically would fully agree with you about women. It's the best possible sex work situation for women. They get all control, they get to set the terms, money is out of the pimp's hands. The issue is that some women on the space are being really ethical. They add disclaimers, they make sure that the men know who are buying their services of being like, this is not real. But that is not all women. There are many women on OnlyFans who go on Tinder and Bumble to promote their services, mm -hmm. a dating app site, website. There are many girls who on OnlyFans go on TikTok and give voice affirmations every single day being like, oh, baby, your cock is so beautiful and I love you so much, right? And guys are just like, yes, in the morning, dating <laughs> off of this and then paying for their PPVs. And so there is a system within OnlyFans that is creating the most high-risk population of men to get sucked in. And all I want is a critique on that, to be honest about that and go, how do we offset that? Can we set up disclaimers? Yeah, I think, okay, I think you can have a critique of this, yeah. but I think that if we're going to have this, it needs to apply to everything else. That means that on every single Gatorade commercial where I see some athlete, okay, run a fucking mile in three minutes, I need a disclaimer saying, drinking Gatorade will not make you a professional athlete. Uh, when I walk into a casino, I need a giant dude holding a sign saying, you're probably not going to win a million dollars. When I walk into literally any possible thing, I, I need to have like warnings or safeguards that are saying, like, by the way, you might not benefit from this like in the most insane way possible. Like, what is there any other well, industry that I we would, have? There's I a million would... industries where they have safeguards. Also, just real quick, the whole making illegal or banning thing is a complete red herring because everyone here agrees that OnlyFans should not be made illegal. Sure, so there's wait, wait, there's no point talking about it. No, you were talking about earlier. I'm, I'm saying is that there is is there any other type of thing yeah. that has this alcohol, disclaimer? tobacco sales, all of these Farm, things. Pharmacy, pharmaceuticals. Some love disclaimers. Most businesses as well, you can sue if Gatorade like is too aggressive in their advertising and lies too much. There are Wait, actually there's disclaimers and everything, detergent, like literally everything. The disclaimers that you're asking for are not like this. The disclaimers on 
uh, on cigarettes and alcohol about health warnings, have to not do, like, yeah, they have to do direct effects to your health. Peak, yeah. I, but what I need now, you're telling me, okay, I grew up playing Metal Gear Solid and Cowboy Bebop. I didn't remember any disclaimers on cigarettes saying you're not going to be really fucking cool if you start smoking. Like nobody ever sure. made that disclaimer. What I want, let's, that's why a lot of people start smoking. Let's I start be cool. with something like this. Sure. I want girls that are actively, knowingly trying to blur the line between expectation and fantasy to be have some sort of TOS reg regulations. So there are some women who do the girlfriend experience who are explicit that it's a role play, that it's explicit that it's a fantasy, and there are disclaimers, and they define the relationship really clearly. And there are tons and tons of OnlyFans medals. I didn't have to look very far on OnlyFans advice on the Reddit page to find girls advising other girls about how to convince men that there might be a chance that they could fuck them so that they spend mm. more money on them. This is real. There's an entire Pornhub section of OnlyFans girls meets up with fans and fucks them. Except That's like it's an never entire a fan. thing. And I agree it's a fantasy. The issue is that some of these individuals lean hard into the fantasy, and who's going to fall for that? The reality is the higher, more vulnerable, probably most dispossessed individuals. Sure, and that's what I, I want to protect. I, I just think we don't have, have that expectation for other things. Like he's saying, like, when I go with my male friends to a restaurant, they always think the waitress is, like, flirting with them because they want to tip. Like, should the waitress have to disclaim, like, by the way, I'm just doing this for money? No, you because it, it, it's socially you? understood that when you eat at a restaurant, you're going to give someone a tip. That, that, that's that's a common thing that's been around forever. Do you think most of the dudes flirting with you just for money? What is it socially understood that the waitress is only being friendly? Well, if she's with doing you that, then you can mar yes. argue that yeah, that is mildly exploitative because she's trying to leverage a false sense of attraction, right? Lead the guy on so he gives her more money. I'm not saying it should be illegal, but yeah, that would be but mildly that's what you exploitative. Go for. Like if you go to Hooters, that's also what you're expecting. When you go to OnlyFans, that's what you're expecting. So no, it's not exploitative. Do you think if most you're guys voluntarily are, seeking it? Do you think most guys on OnlyFans are happy? I just gave you a study that that proved that like they haven't. I just increased. don't believe that study for a second. Seems like the biggest BS ever. You also didn't believe that eighty nine percent of subs are married men. I don't know what to tell you. Like, where where's the study that's coming from that's showing that all these men are being happy on OnlyFans? I Every single only do you have a man who subscribes to OnlyFans looks like they literally want to kill themselves. Well, hold on, but that's because you're explicitly a dating coach yeah. who those types of men are going to, right? You're targeting the outliers who are already striking out. That's why they're coming to you, right? All right, far. Would you say? Okay, here's answer this question brutally honestly. Would you say that uh, how how many subscribers do you have on OnlyFans? I'm not saying. Okay, whatever. Let's just assume it's a thousand. How many? What percentage of your OnlyFans subscribers are people you would actually meet up with and hook up in real life? I don't know, it's possible. Zero. <laughs> I go through my Instagram DMs for dates. That's zero. Not the answer wait, wait, is wait, zero. Wait, wait, wait. That, that's, that's kind of the point that I'm trying to make, is I think that the expectation needs to be, it is none. There is no expectation. Now, it is possible that you are charismatic enough with the waitress that she's like, mm, yeah, and she's into it. And that's fine, but that most people know that that's the rarity. I don't want men going into this being like, God damn, if I riz her enough, there's a chance. I think that that's the area where, again, most men are informed enough to know that that isn't a chance. I'm concerned about the small population that are at higher risk. No OF creators are leading men on in that sense. Like, I lived in an OnlyFans house for six months. I met, like, 30 new creators a day. Not a single OF model is ever saying, like, there's a chance we'll meet up. Are, are you kidding? I'm sorry. That is a lot. <laughs> that is not, that is not she, she meant most of them don't do that, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. The whole premise <laughs> of OnlyFans is leading guys on to no, thinking it's to give, they have... it's to give an internet relationship. What? Most of these guys aren't going to actually meet up with them because, like I said, they're married. Then they're why is there a dude in it. India texting them instead of the girl? 
What, how does that relate at all? Because the guy thinks that he's building a relationship with a girl, but he's not. He's building a relationship with, yes, an with someone relationship. who lives 20,000. They're not saying we're going to meet up. Right, but do you think that if that guy knew he was texting the Indian that he would actually be engaging and sending him dick Honestly, pics? Honestly, I do. I've seen really? Dr. Phil specials where they bring on guys and they're okay, like, this so is tell, the model you should tell your only fan subscribers you, and they still continue to talk to the scammer because they like the intimacy should, just under the image okay, of the model. Yeah, but women go back to their abusers. That's a terrible argument. I'm not saying it's good. He's just saying what they do, and I'm saying I think they still would. I just want to like back us up a little bit. So. You're saying that most, <laughs> or all, women are not intentionally trying to blur the line of saying there might be a chance that that these guys. You say that most women are not doing this. I'm sure they. No, I said in terms of meeting up in person. I've never met someone who says like, yeah, I'll be in this area at this time. Of course, are they giving them an internet sexual and romantic relationship? One hundred percent. But are it's they, completely online. Sure, but are, is there some element? So are there girls who go on Tinder and Bubble to promote their only? Yeah. A dating site. Yeah. Okay, what's the purpose behind that if you're not trying to blur the line between reality, Wait, which is that exact it's not opposite. Reality. They do that to funnel people to their OnlyFans because they go to their Instagram to their bio link to their OS. Yeah, I don't also, I don't think that, that the, the putting your profile on Tinder is just a way to market your shit. I don't think the I don't think the goal is to like when you go on Tinder because you see them on OnlyFans and then you think about a higher chance of meeting them. I don't even know if those profiles are, are really even there. I'm pretty sure they just geolocated across wherever and then they just throw their um, ten, uh, they throw their uh, OnlyFans like a thing to, to market their shit. Do you think that that behavior is aimed to just be like empty promotion of like I'm obviously just an OnlyFans model selling fake like a fake fantasy, or are they trying to say I'm a local in your area, we can maybe meet up on this Tinder thing? Also, have you checked out my OnlyFans? Which no, is like more my language. I had agents who pitched it to me and I turned it down because I thought it was too scammy. But like the whole point is to try to funnel people from Hinge onto. Your Instagram just to click that link so you I get agree. more page links. It's not to like lead people. I, yeah, and I think it's I think it's awesome. Yeah, like before 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 like Tinder, like girls would do this just to grow their Instagram, like even yeah. without like even without trying to funnel it to an OnlyFans. They're they're for a while for several years now. Girls will just like link their Instagrams on Tinder with the hope that you click it and follow them and they grow their following or whatever. Sure. I think it would be a lot more. Oh, go ahead. Call. I'm not saying that that behavior by itself is the problem. I'm saying there is the systemic issue within OnlyFans, and it is not all OnlyFans creators. I've gone on, I've looked through, some girls who offer GFE have explicit disclaimers on their page. They're pretty much copy and paste, and that's pretty good. This is a fantasy, it's not real, I have a partner, it is only fantasy, if you expect it to be more, it will never be. But there are also lots of women who are absolutely leaning into teasing the fact of whether or not this could potentially become a relationship. And that is explicitly what I'm saying is, is exploitative, and should stop on, on OnlyFans. Do you I, think that, I think that if, if you want to make the argument that there is going to be some section of people in the industry yes. that are exploitative, yes. I, I think everybody here would have to agree that, to that by default. Uh, much the same that this is true of every single industry that sells any amount of entertainment. Yes. There's going to be some level of people that are exploitative. True. But OnlyFans seems to get a special thing of it, like, we, we want to broaden this. I, like, I don't know how much daylight there is between you and Alex's position because it, it seems like Alex is saying that this is the norm and you're saying that this is like a, 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 per, a small percentage of it. All right, what is your guys' opinion on like, what are the percentage of OnlyFans creators that you think, it doesn't have to be exact, but I'm just curious, approximately, you think are engaging in behavior that you would comfortably define as exploitative? I mean, it depends how far you go down exploitative. Like, is it exploitative for the girl to lead the guy on? Does she have to explicitly promise to meet him? Wait, what is does it lead the guy on mean? It, it, like, given the idea that they're going to meet up. What like, is given the idea mean? If you chat with a girl, is that leading? Are yeah, you if, you're, if the girl's flirting with him, which again is some dude in India saying, oh, yeah, I love your big dick. Haha, if I'm ever in your area, we'll meet up. Right? Wait, 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 hold You're on. You're leading the guy on. Okay, wait, I want to drill down this for a real quick. Go ahead, drill so down. Can, yeah, okay. When you say lead on, you said three different statements in there. Uh, 
hee hee hee, you're funny, you got a big dick, let's meet up eventually. <laughs> Two of these are online flirtations. The third one I would say is, is, prob is maybe leading on, right? But you're mixing all of these together. So okay, what, what if it's more subtle? What if he says, uh, yeah, you know, maybe someday I'll visit your city, haha. -ha. More subtle. If the guy is himself suggesting it, um, no, no, the girl suggested. Haha. Ha. Oh, oh, if cool. the girl, yeah, I, I love say, Dallas. We maybe, say, maybe if the girl is suggesting day. it, then that's probably some form of like leading on. Sure. Okay. Okay. Sure. But, but what is the percentage of like all the OnlyFans girls that we think are engaged in this behavior? Because I, I th it I depends think on which okay. behavior we're identifying, yeah. right? So well, for Alex, I'm just, for, okay. I want to know what percentage both of you think is exploitation. Because it sounds like what you're talking about is like 2%. So it sounds weird no, to say OnlyFans exploitation, but it sounds like Alex thinks it's like 70%. So I think some of the more extreme behaviors would be really small, right? Girls being like, let's meet up. Can you pay for my like visa? Obviously, I think that's a very small. It's going to be mostly girls coached by Andrew Tate, right? Okay. So we're saying when you say like we'll say less than 5%. Right. That's okay. the most extreme group. The okay. issue is I think that there are a number of accruing behaviors towards that and TOS should probably be before, hey, can you spend, send me $5,000 so I can move in with you, right? I think the TOS should be extended a little bit higher than that. So my issue would be, for example, when I was looking at the girlfriend experience advice board on the OnlyFans thing, one of the questions was, how often when you offer the girlfriend experience do men fall in love with you? And they said, almost always. And the answers of a lot of these girls was, these men know what they're consenting to. It's not my fucking problem if they're too stupid to realize that it's a fantasy. And that to me feels a little yucky. It feels like we can have a harder line with these women, with like not just these women, because it's also men on OnlyFans. Because to be honest, I would bet male OnlyFans offer probably even more of this boyfriend experience than women do. There has to be a harder line of saying you cannot imply and lie as much as possible towards the edge, not as far as inviting them over to your house, to make them think that this fantasy might, in your case, become reality. I think You can't would, be okay. led to believe that you're the special one. It would be a lot more admirable if you just owned it and you were like, yeah, you know what? Like, yeah, sure, we're taking money from these sims, but, you know, it's a free country. It should be legal. It is legal. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm a businesswoman. This is how I make my money. Instead of trying to, like, basically say, oh, it's actually a good thing for the man. Like, do you think if a casino owner was talking on this debate panel, he was like, yeah, you know, my casino is actually helping men. Would that be a fair thing for him to say? If he cited a study, sure, but I cited a study that proves that, like I said, it improves Just in, in the hypothetical, like, let's pretend there's no study. In response to what you were saying about... <laughs> he just um, ignores the question. Because you completely, like, detoured from what she was saying. So you were saying that the parasocial element is what makes it exploitative. But I'm saying, like, I would say mm. you're a streamer, right? There's probably men in your audience who are in love with you. Like, do you start off every stream being like, I'm never going to be friends with you people. You might think of him in your area, and we do, like, a meet and greet or something, or you meet me at TwitchCon that we'll become friends, but we won't. I just want you to all know I'm not your actual friend, right. and I'm making so money off you. Part of what I'm talking about is the population that you're trying to appeal to. I'm not trying to appeal to the loneliest men and go, hey, guys, like, ignore my You're husband. not trying Fuck to, but I would guy. say there's a lot of lonely people <laughs> who can, like, fester and, you know, Nick is in the basement. Sure. Twitch chats all day. I mean, actually, actually, I, 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 would actually I would actually qualify them harder. I think the percentage of lonely people, uh, not to attack my own audience, is actually probably far higher in the streamer world than it is in the OnlyFans world, just because of the massive amount of time sync you have in the streamer world. There's probably people, if I had to guesstimate, again, cut the mic for the DGGers, okay? But like, <laughs> the average OnlyFans subscriber probably has a more successful um, social life than the average like online YouTuber stream content consumer that's watching for five plus hours a day. I, I, think, I feel pretty comfortable. Sure, mm. I would probably agree with that. Then again, I mean, I'm happy to go into the ethics of parasocial dynamics as well. Um, the issue is that I think streamers overstep this line all the time. The question is, 
am I manipulating their loneliness specifically to rake as much money as possible from them and lying to them bold faced You don't think that's the it. nature of a Twitch streamer? I don't think that's not, the nature not, of not, most Twitch streamers. Not every Twitch streamer. There's some, some. There's some, yeah. Yeah, some, some I would say are, are unethical. You don't think the business model of any streamer is to make money off someone with way too much free time and a lack of a healthy social life in order to make money? No, I would it's say not, that. It's not I would to say, cause negative outcomes for them, right? If is someone, mine with the intention of causing negative outcomes? Is well, that what I go in with the mindset of? You probably don't because you're, 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 you're unconsciously think about it, but that's exactly what's happening. I just want to go back to this question because it wasn't answered. Do you think if I'm a casino owner, I own Caesars or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, guys, you know, my casino, it's actually helping people. It's helping guys. It's helping my customers. Would you say that that's a fair statement for me to say? If it's not based in any reality or studies, then no. Okay, so I not. just don't think it's compelling why, why, why is it not? Because I'm taking their money and they're not getting anything in return besides short-term dopamine spikes. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Same no, no, thing, even on your that. example, your example could be defeated with with certain data. Let's say hypothetically, let's say there's an area of, of dispossessed people, people with low economic opportunity, or people that are just, uh, I don't know, it's a it's a shitty area, commit a lot of crime, whatever bullshit. Let's say that you set up a casino there, and let's say you employ a lot of people, there are people and they go in and gamble, maybe some of them get addicted, maybe it's bad, but overwhelmingly like the amount of crime falls, people go there and they have fun there, they watch shows, they go out to eat, they do whatever. You could make that argument that my casino in this area has actually been like a net gain for like the people of this city. If that was the case, would it be well, I'm not dream? talking about for the people of the city, I'm talking about the customers. The, yeah, the customers are the people of the city. So I'm asking, well, let's say, what, Let's say hypothetically, I'm following you hypothetically. Let's say that that was the case that that happened. Would then it be fair for him to make that statement that my casino has actually improved the lives of the people coming to the casino? It has improved the lives of the local area, not the customers. The customers, the customers that come to the casinos. The Before this, my customers were out of the street. They were money. fighting with people. They were doing whatever. You lose money doing. Hold on. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. In every piece of entertainment society, you lose money. You lose money playing video games. You lose money going out to eat. You lose money buying drugs. Everything is losing money. Do you think gang members who are shooting each other in the street are going to be like, oh, well, now there's a casino? So I don't have to perform robberies. I can just go in and gamble. Like th that analogy doesn't hold any water. Hold on. I, I, not only does it not hold water, it might actually perfectly hold water. I don't know one million percent, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if, for instance, in Romania, where our good mutual friend Andrew Tate resides, <laughs> that gang dealers doing investments into things like casinos might be better than them doing investments into things like drug trades. Maybe it's possible, right? I, I'm not saying that this is 100% what could happen. Or Native Americans feel like when they run casinos, it benefits them. People go and visit. Um, they feel like they have fun, so it benefits them. Like, why get in between the the, the transaction that everybody is consenting no, to? No one is saying in between. Like, this is a complete red herring, the idea that we want to make it illegal or block okay, why it. why say that it's unethical and immoral? Who are you to That's say a different that, question. Who are you to say that the customer that goes and spends a hundred bucks on blackjack or, or craps for the night isn't feeling like he got a good spend for his money? You got a good return for his money? I'm sure you can make that argument about anything. Oh, yeah, I spend... Then make it about OnlyFans. Why can you say for OnlyFans? Okay, the same thing with the car dealership. Say the car dealer knows you don't know shit about car, or the mechanic. Go mechanic, he knows you don't know shit about car, he upcharges you like crazy. You think you got a good deal, but was that not exploitative since he totally ripped you off? Wait, how are the OnlyFans girl, I know how to beat my dick. What are they telling me that I don't already know? What, how is the OnlyFans girl exploiting me? Dude, you're not an OnlyFans like, uh, person that would be, fall into that. Uh, to be clear, I have two active OnlyFans subscriptions right now. So okay, I am an only. I am okay. one of these dispossessed men. You, you have a wife. So you, you bang a bunch of chicks, right? You're not the guy that's. Fuck no! I'm not retarded. I know they're not going to date me. That, Pete, that's exactly right, but the point. Are retarded, but right? they might. I'm actually fine. Why are they offering you services? Fuck me! Why are they offering girls on OnlyFans? You know what? They probably might. Okay. Hey. No, no, no. Wait, but I'm serious. Just for this question, you guys can answer. I'm just trying to figure out, like, if, if, like, what is, what is the, what is the harm? of a guy subscribing to OnlyFans to jerk off to exclusive sexual material. What is the harm there? Because, Alex, it feels like you, because, I, again, I feel like there's a difference between your position. Alex, what is your position on the harm being caused to people that 
buy sex from OnlyFans people? Yeah, I can quantify the harm. So there's many. First of all, porn addiction is a real thing. This has been studied thoroughly. So you are engaging porn addiction. It's desensitizing your dopamine receptors. It's going to make you more likely to have erectile dysfunction. That's also been found. And the biggest thing is you're wasting money and time on girls that you will never be able to meet and have a relationship with. And at the end of the day, most guys want a relationship. Most guys want to be with a girl that loves them, and that can never, ever happen on OnlyFans. Fire will not meet up with a single guy from her OnlyFans because she knows that they're all a bunch of loser simps, right? She subconsciously knows that. Or they're married men who want to keep their infidelity, you know, confined to a screen. So why would so they be incentivized like, to meet up with They're cheating in a more mo moderate way. They're like, oh, you know, it's, it's better than them going out I'm fucking a girl. I'm saying you're like they're, they're all dying cheap, to see me, but I'm saying a lot of them don't actually want to see the models because they're, you know, waiting for their wife to maybe leave the house and they go on OnlyFans.com since they're married. Do you think if you made a community post saying, hey, I am now officially down to meet up with everyone on my OnlyFans, how many percentage of them would you think would say, fuck yeah? I don't know. Just ballpark. A ballpark percent? I don't know. Well, 90, 90, 95 to 90%. It'd be a lot. Yeah, it'd be 90%. But that's yeah, the same yeah. for every single streamer, too. Yes. If yes. I made that post, where do you think my canvassing the, operations came from? <laughs> maybe so George here's, go where, here's where maybe we're disanalogous. My argument isn't, I don't really, I'm not concerned about being like, maybe they want to hang out with me. That's, again, the plight of every streamer. My issue is lying and selling a expected reality that doesn't exist. That's my major concern. But how does it not exist? It's existing. Because They're getting what they want. Because those if you're, pretend if you're pretending, if you're pretending to be a girlfriend in every way functionally, and you haven't even agreed to a GFE experience, which absolutely happens, one of the most common things is you slide into the DMs, you say, hey, good morning. There's absolutely this type of engagement with the young men. You are in every way leaning as hard as you can on hoping that they believe that they might be able to meet up with you or have some even long-term real friendship and relationship, and it's not real. That's the problem. If it is real, some OnlyFans content creators are like, no, it is real. I actually do want to meet up with people. I do like my community, and I do like to hang out, and we are friends. That's, again, different. Mm -hmm. My entire concern is the ethics of the individual engaging. Can if you are leaning as hard as you yeah, can, okay, for, on these two things. Yes. Okay, so there's a... An uncomfortable push, or maybe not fair, okay? But I feel like it's pretty central to your argument. Um, how many guys DMing girls actually think they're going to get into a relationship? Because it feels like you're hinging a lot of your argument on the fact on that this is like... On Instagram or where? A, on, on, a, on OnlyFans, yeah. oh, that's what we're talking about. So my question is, probably, initially, maybe 1%. The question is, for me, the question for me is, if the girl engages in such a way that I am concerned about, how often does that 1% grow to 10? Because they are convinced that they're special in that engagement. And that's the amount that I'm concerned about, is if they are lying intentionally to grow the 1% who think it could be a relationship Wait, also, clarify to 10%. That. What does lying intentionally mean? Saying, I am going to meet you, we can meet one day. Or is it saying good morning? No, it's, so sorry. When I say lying intentionally, I should say things like, you're going to be DMing me, when oftentimes they're hiring, like, uh, special writers who are coming in to write for them. Call when, they're, India. when they're giving them positive affirmations, when they're saying things like, I really love you, you're really special to me, all of these types of things, I understand that it's part of the fantasy, and as long as the fantasy is made explicit, that's fine. The issue is that if they lean as hard as possible to never have to DTR, that's concerning yeah. to me. I understand what you're saying. Um, I, the, the different types of behaviors listed are like all over the place, and I can't figure out what we're talking about. I so just need, maybe when you, you could, wait, 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 hold on, real quick, just because Erdogan gave like, like three okay, or four okay, things there. Right, Some of these things are like, if a girl is saying like, oh, good morning, your dick is amazing, like, that's a lot different than a girl on OnlyFans saying like, I love you. That's an insane statement. If somebody says something like that, I'd be like, 
that's probably over the line. Telling people you love them for sure, but you're throwing all of this in the same bag, and I don't even know what we're talking about. Because then, because then, for instance, you say something like, "Oh, they, they make you feel special." Bartenders because make you feel special. Waitresses make you feel special. Like, yeah, making somebody feel special, you want them to feel special with their customer. Of course, that's the whole point of anything you go to anywhere that has any type of service. I don't know if I would call it exploitative, <laughs> and that's why, again, I, and I feel like, again, I, I, I try not to like push okay, those specific. Can numbers. we start with some basics then? Well, the only thing that really matters because everything else is so hypothetical is like, what are the percentage of guys that actually think they're pushing towards a real relationship? Again, my concern isn't the percentage of guys who think they're pushing. My concern is women intentionally trying to grow that percent. That's my specific concern, is doing behaviors to try to increase the amount of their original fans who long-term think, I might get a relationship. And my suspicion is that the women who are, and I don't want to TOS this. I don't want to have sure, only fans going TOS, through and be like, if ethics, you rate dicks yeah. and tell them it's beautiful, now you're struck. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to be like hyper-autistic about this. There are some things I want struck. I want to make sure that there are disclaimers on OnlyFans pages. There's no reason not to. There's no harm in adding it. And all it is, does is add an extra layer of like explicit protection sure. for like the 1% dumbasses who aren't. And the going exact to same protection should be on every single restaurant, every single bar, every single strip club, every I do single massage parlor. No, no, no. well, I do not you, think you, that these things no. are analogous at all. People going into a restaurant aren't going in and being like, God, I'm excited to date this waitress. They're going in for food. Okay, hold on. Wait, 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 hold on. Not only are you wrong, okay, the threat is arguably higher because one of the most important things you learn when you work in restaurants is, for instance, Everybody that's employed at a restaurant has had a conversation where managers say, hey, if somebody calls in and they ask about when a female employee gets off and they say they're their dad or their brother, you always hang up or you tell the manager because these are guys that come in, they find girls, they get obsessed, and they try to track them down. I've known at least three girls in the, like two years I worked at the casino that got tracked down in parking lots by men getting obsessed with them in, in, uh, in real life, like trying to follow them home and shit. So I don't know why we wouldn't have these exact same disclaimers in any other place. Okay. Do you think that, restaurant, do you think a, that a, restaurant settings are analogous to OnlyFans in the type of content that they're expecting, the type of things that they're purchasing and like the entire emotional intimacy that is within that dynamic between the purchaser and the person. It's probably worse because they I, probably see the restaurant interaction as more authentic. Yeah, I would argue. <laughs> <Yeah>. A restaurant, <laughs> wait, Far. What wait, 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 oh, no, no, wait. No, 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 hang on, you just went on a 20 minute oh, monologue. Far, what percentage of your OnlyFans subscribers do you think? I don't know why you keep asking me for these percentages, but okay. You've literally just been asking for percentages nonstop. Like, can I ask for one percentage at least? So what percentage of I your OnlyFans subscribers do you think believe they're in a quasi relationship with you? I don't know. I don't get just, why you're asking percent. Me, I don't just, have stats just, on. I know. Just give me your gut feeling. I'm not gonna hold you a specific number. Think they're in relationships with quasi me? relationship. A lot of them are. I'm not their only model that they're subscribed That's not to. An to so the I would say. I would say zero. I would say I zero. don't. I doubt there's more than one person who subscribed to my OnlyFans who isn't subscribed to another model. So that there's. Doesn't mean they, they probably think they're in quasi relationships with all these models. You can be delusional. Okay, then they're not some delusional guy who's just pining for like a monogamous, wholesome relationship with me. They're again, someone who's part of a liberal. Why does it matter again, when they're monogamous liberal, or non-monogamous? A, a part of a liberal like society is that there are dumbasses, and we still try to protect dumbasses. Like it is fine to say you're right. Some of these people are dumb fucks. Fair enough. I agree. The question I have for you, and maybe I'm uninformed, could you tell me, like, what are the steps that you implement on your platform to make sure that there's a defining of the relationship? That if you feel like the boundaries are getting crossed, where you're like, I think this guy's getting, like, actually serious about me, that you, like, draw down the line and be like, just so you know, like, I'm so, you know, and in the nicest way possible, this isn't real, though, for me. Is there anything that ever happens to kind of draw that firm line and be like, just so you know, you can keep giving me money, I'm happy to keep sending this to you, but what do you do to kind of, like, ensure that your customers are fully aware of what your role is in the dynamic? Nothing. Nothing really. If someone were to ask me, hey, I'm in. I'm just going to ask you. Yeah, I, I'm just asking you. If someone were to ask me, hey, I'm in Miami this weekend, can we meet up? I wouldn't be like, ooh, maybe like another day this week. Like, right. I wouldn't say that. Well, you would probably be like, just so you know, I don't meet up with fans. I would just say no. 
Okay. But would you tell all the people who are paying you money that, hey, I don't meet up with fans? Would you feel comfortable making that post? That I don't meet up with fans? Yeah. I don't even know if it's true. I've met up with guys off of Instagram who DM me who don't have I'm a I'm talking about OnlyFans. So no, I wouldn't make a blanket statement. What if someone really what? cool follows me? <laughs> then they're not going to be on OnlyFans far. No one Why? really cool uses OnlyFans. He said he's on OnlyFans. Well, I case in point, also, to be also, honest. Also, to be clear, like, oh, yeah, your, your entire that argument that has been defeated because, like, look at how many people are mad at, like, S.T. Peach and, like, her fucking, the random, like, Asian guy that was like, oh, why is he with this fucking girl? There are people that do meet no on these platforms. That, that, That's fine, but there are people that do meet on these fucking platforms, as weird as it is or when it happens or whatever it does. Um, going back to your wait, other question, though, like, This you, is pure delusion. No, wait, wait, hold these on. guys you, are not meeting girls just from to be, Okay, hold on. Your entire informing of this comes very heavily from an incredibly skewed audience of people that are ultra-primed to hate OnlyFans more than anything. And a lot of your answers to these questions or engagements are literally just like, I can't fathom that. Not like, really, that's dude. That's the full stop. Like, the first, most, earlier, you the said, most earlier you said, earlier you said, you said this, you said... Half my audience is your audience. That's fine. My audience is delusional, too. Okay, <laughs> okay so, that, so don't make it about but my audience. I'm just saying... So then why do you have a base, better basis for an argument if both our audiences because are the way that you respond to some of these questions. So, for instance, you said, "Do you think you've got a higher chance of getting with a girl at the restaurant or a girl who's selling interviews on OnlyFans?" It, the that's, answer that's is not a question I even asked. I, I'm almost positive that I heard you. She said it. Erudite asked. She answered that it was probably the restaurant, and then you laughed in response, implying that her answer was ridiculous. Do you I, recall I, that I, series of events? I, I I'm asking her a totally different question. No, no. I, hold on. There's two she conversations. Asked, she asked. Asked, she asked a question of who you're more likely to feel attracted to somebody like a restaurant or uh, OnlyFans place. She answered probably okay. the person in the uh, in the restaurant because in OnlyFans it's clear what you're selling, and then you laughed at her response like it was a ridiculous response. Do you remember anyway. the sequence she of events? Said, okay, so my laugh is kind of an indication of what an argument. That you think that it's more likely that a guy's going to find an OnlyFans girl. Than a restaurant girl. I think the whole thing is absurd. The idea, no, no, that, don't say the whole the, the idea that, that these guys are meeting up with girls from OnlyFans and they have realistic chances, zero. Fire will never ever meet up with wait, any no, of those no, guys. Zero percent chance. Can I talk? No, idea, I'm trying to do one line. The idea, the idea, the idea <laughs> that oh that zero percent of the guys. Wait, the, the idea that zero percent of the guys who We're not are following her. Stop. The idea that zero percent of the guys that are following her on OnlyFans actually believe they're in a quasi relationship with her is absurd. That is pure. Order BS. What percent of it's, guys that go to a restaurant? Guys who go to a restaurant probably think they have a higher chance being in a like one-on-one -on -one relationship with the waitress because that's why yes. I pointed out the fact that the subscribers are subscribed to multiple models. Again, I, so, I disagree and, with and that so, analogy. Hold on, wait, wait. What part do you disagree? Do you think that there are guys that go to restaurants that think that the waitresses actually like them? Yeah, I think there's a small percentage of guys who do that. But I think the kind of guys that go to restaurants, that's your everyday person. Whereas the kind of people gravitate towards OnlyFans. It's a very select type that's of people. That's not true. That's it's not simpy, true. It's simply losery type of people. You don't have any evidence for that whatsoever, though. That is not true at all. What kind of evidence do you want me to draw? Anything, up? literally you any want... evidence at all. I, 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 okay. can, I can show there's you person doctors, after person. There's doctors, lawyers, there's so many like successful men on doctors OnlyFans. Okay, I brought a assist. study about the demographics of OnlyFans users, okay? So there we go. We can stop talking about this. Okay, I agree that it is gen pop that says everyone uses porn. It's going to be gen pop that accesses OnlyFans. The issue is, what does OnlyFans offer that's unique to porn? That's unique to all of these industries. And I would say it is the intimacy of the dynamic between the two people. It's not just sex. It's intimacy and sex. And I don't even think that that's a problem. I don't hate OnlyFans. I think it's completely fine to sell intimacy. I think the fact that married men are using it at such a high amount suggests to me that it's possibly somewhat of a fill for intimacy. They want validation. And that's, again, fine. The only issue that I'm outlining is if people are leaning intentionally into blurring the lines of to whether or not this is a fantasy or not, these are the people that are being exploitative, and I'm concerned about a platform that has no oversight that would allow these content creators to exist, and I don't feel like there's an honest conversation about that existing. I think we're just perceiving OF customers completely differently. Like, you're making it seem like the, these guys are shelling out money and kind of hopes that they'll eventually be in some IRL relationship with the nope. women. I see it completely oppositely. No, I assume most people who use it are normal people. Normal people are like, 
God, she's fucking hot. They get her on TikTok or Instagram. No, I disagree with that statement. Okay, well, you can disagree there. They go on her Instagram, they see her in a cute, funny outfit, and they're like, what do her titties look like? Normal guys have sex with girls, or they jerk off to porn. Normal guys don't pay for girl OnlyFans. That's not a normal guy. That's a very special, A decade before the advent of OnlyFans, 16% of American men were paying for IRL sex. They were paying for prostitutes. That's 16%. That's also a very special type of guy. 60% of men were paying for sex. 16% is pretty high. 16 or 60? 16. Okay, yeah, I can believe 16. Sure. And a lot of them would seek them out also for the intimacy. Should the prostitute be saying at the like start of every session, by the way, we're not actually dating? No, because it's understood because, that the man doesn't the want an actual relationship. It's a, it's, a, it's a fair exchange. He wants like a flattened it's a fair relationship. Exchange. I'm giving you money, $300, you're having sex with me. It's so a that's exchange. the issue. You see OnlyFans only is an unfair exchange because they're not, not getting exchange. actual sex. Because these guys are getting something. They think they're getting something, but they're not getting that. Why are they not getting something? Because you're not going to date them. You're not going to meet up with them. The prostitute you don't care isn't about them. dating them. So how, you're saying sex how? is okay, but the photos aren't? That's exploitative because I'm not giving them like... It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with uh, expectations. You said, this, you said the prostitute's giving them something and yeah, I'm she's, not. Yeah, she's giving him sex. And they, they, you, they're, you're they're, complaining sex with a romantic so, relationship. Right, you just so said those before guys romantic are paying, relationship. No one goes to prostitute for love. Those guys are paying for sex and they're getting sex. Oh, you're it's so a very wrong. They're paying for my content and they're getting content. Uh, Okay. They're paying for more than that. Why would they pay for content if they can just watch porn online for free with 20 million girls? A lot of guys don't go to actual prostitutes for just the sex. They go for the intimacy as well. They go for the moral support. But they're not getting intimacy. They're not getting emotional support. It's like a one-sided therapist. Can I just be real and ask you a different, slightly different question? I'm giving emotional support. Okay, go ahead. Do you think? I'm curious because again, maybe I don't know. Do you think that there are are women in the space that absolutely avoid some sort of defining the relationship or defining boundary-type conversation? with the people paying them in hopes of making sure that their relationship is blurry as possible for as long as possible in hopes that they'll get more money from it. Do you think that that behavior occurs some of I'm sure it exists. Whether I would qualify that as exploitative is a Sure, yeah, I'm not asking you to agree with yeah. exploitation. So that does exist. Would you agree that there are also girls who probably do things like um, lean really hard into the girlfriend experience without ever even labeling it GFE with the guy who's interacting with them? Some girls label, I offer GFE, right? Girlfriend experience. Mm -hmm. And some girls probably don't, but act like a girlfriend in every way without labeling By sending, like, the good morning and good night. Yeah, sending good morning, good night. Yeah, you're so special to me. Do you me. think, like, putting the caveat, by the way, this is a girlfriend experience, somehow disillusions the men in a way that's yes, fair Yes, yes. If they, if they are defined the relationship being like, hey, just so you know, I'm offering girlfriend experience. That's the type of porn that I do. I think it immediately dispels a huge bunch of my concerns. Okay, so for instance, on my OnlyFans, I offer something called like 20 minute dates. So it's clear it's not a real date because you're paying for it. And then I'll like talk to you for 20 minutes. So are you saying that like me labeling it as that versus just entering the date with them is non But it's not a date. Like it's just the label? It's not a date. It's a, it's a therapy session or hangout session. It's not a date. A date implies there's romantic interest or potential romantic interest. So in I should arms. label it there's 20 no minute percentage. fake date in which I exploit you. Yes, it is you. a fake date. Okay. Yeah. It is a fake I, date. I think, I think that would actually sell. I think the dummy mummy vibes would sell. It is absolutely fake date because you have there's zero. There's a lot of guys who would buy that. Zero, uh, so even though they know the parameters of the 20 minute interaction, I'm still exploiting them by labeling it a 20 minute date. I don't. It's I don't know. It's not a real date though. I'm not. Okay. Hold on. I'm not. I'm okay. not concerned about branding. If the 20 minute date, first of all, is you, right? I thought you were concerned about branding because you were saying labeling as GFE is what makes it not exploitative. It's not about branding. Branding is about aesthetic. I am concerned about explicit boundaries, right? So things like rules of my channel. So I'm sure lots of girls have rules of my channel. What you can and can't send them. I'd love for there somewhere to be in there being like, just so you know as well, I'm never going to date you. You need to come in with that assumption. And like, if they notice men pushing that line. Rather than leaning into it and keeping it as blurry as possible for as long as possible, 
of being like, hee hee hee, I know he's in love with me, but like I'm just gonna like keep this going. At some point having a conversation being like, just so you know, this isn't explicit. Because in that OnlyFans Reddit thread, which I found multiple, there's multiple girls saying, I know all these men are in love with me. And there was a couple girls saying, that's really not good. I always tell these men that this isn't real. And they got downvoted like crazy. Um, and so that's concerning to me about the culture and nature of OnlyFans giving each other, at least on this subreddit, advice about how to engage, that they're downvoting the one person who'll be like, let's just be explicit about the nature of our relationship. Mm. That's concerning. And that suggests to me that in OnlyFans, there is this culture of going, let's lean into blurry relationships as much as possible. And there is one reason that you're doing that. And that's concerning. Can we just call it what it is? It's, it's uh, how we can take the most amount of money from random sims on the internet. That is what okay, OnlyFans is. Okay, I'm going to respond to you. Now, I don't of, see Of course it. you're not going to respond to that. Because she's speaking to me and I'm responding. That's a YouTuber, by the way. Just that what you just said is no, no, every not. Yes, it is. Of course no, it's it not. is. What do you mean? How, how are you doing that? You're By you're, trying to maximize your engagement with your audience, make them pay you as much money as possible. You're, you're providing them entertainment. They know exactly what they're getting. They know you, what they're getting. You're going to file a chargeback if you that scam someone you? on OnlyFans. Here, this, this is the issue that everybody, and I don't know if you just, I don't know if you engage with sex or porn or whatever in a different way, but like this is the issue that everybody runs into. You keep saying that the only way that you can pay for OnlyFans stuff is to get scammed because you're not getting what you actually want. But you can't seem, you can't even seem to fathom the idea that maybe they're getting exactly what they want. Maybe they want to chat with somebody that they don't even I, know if it's actually girl. Just so clear, that is not my position. I will, yeah, I just me and Kyla from two different perspectives. Yeah, I, I don't even have yours. the disclaimers. Uh, yeah, yeah, so basically what it comes down to is, yes, they think they're getting something, but they're not actually getting that. Like, okay, here's here's a simple analogy. They're literally let's getting say, it. Let's say I meet a girl, right, and I lead her on to think that I want to date her. Like, let's just say I'm, I never explicitly say that, but I'm kind of a lovey-dovey. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, you know, I see blah, blah, blah. But I never say explicitly, I'm implicit, just so I can bang her. Then I bang her. Was I exploitative towards her if I had no actual desire to have a relationship yes yes, yes. okay good so it's how... just not analogous wait, wait wait hold on let's say that let's say that you did that exact same thing okay that exact same behavior you took her to dinner you told her a bunch of romantic things and then you fucked her and then you ghosted her right mm -hmm. you think that's exploitation right if i let her on to think yeah. that's gonna be a relationship yeah okay let's say that she found your number from a website that says www.fuckboys that will take advantage of you and leave you.com would it be exploitation then no because then she knows what she's getting okay you're on OnlyFans. The girls' page is public. What, like, what else do you need? The, these guys think they're getting a. They're, they think they're in a quasi relationship with the girl. And some people think that when they take okay, LSD, they can fly. How I mean, I don't know what the point of okay, that okay. statement is. How, like, how there might be some guys that. No, believe... but there's not one percent. It's like a solid 40, 50 percent. Like, okay, that's. I understand what you're saying. That's a fact of the matter that needs to be established because your whole yes. argument hinges on that. Do you think 40 to 50 percent of guys that subscribe to OnlyFans think they're actually going to date one of those girls? They they have deluded themselves thinking they're in a quasi relationship with a girl. Why else would they give her so much money? They because you because it's you because the point is unique because the experience is exclusive or unique. Um, and, There's and, so much porn on the internet, you can literally watch a new video every hour and you'll still never run out exactly. of porn. Exactly, so there's no exploitation because there's no monopoly on sexual yeah. voyeurism. Oh, That's the whole point. Sorry. Okay, yep. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, that was it. Okay. You keep using this argument. I'll shut up. I can tell Kyle's getting a little frustrated, so go ahead. Also, you keep using this argument that like, there's porn on the internet. That doesn't make sense. There's other stuff that you could pay for. But that's like saying, like, why would you play this video game when uh, XYZ video game the is whole, free? The whole point I'm making is because the guys who just want to, like, jerk off to some video, they will watch porn. The guys that go to OnlyFans, the reason OnlyFans has taken off so much... It's a dating much, site? Why don't they go on Tinder? 
uh, some of them do. Why don't but, they go on seeking arrangements if they actually want a relationship? They can get a sugar baby if they're just shelling out well, so much money. Well, that's not a real relationship either. But yeah, so they can, they can but go. But they're getting something out of it by your definition. How they're going be? on OnlyFans for that specific model who they see on their explore page and they want to see her well, tits I'm specifically. Just, I'm just disproving Destiny's point. The whole idea they're going there is just to get content, right? Sure, some you of them. You didn't disprove it I will, at all. I will, I will, well, I'm about to. I will acknowledge that there's a small percentage of men, maybe 30, maybe 40 percent, who exa know exactly what's up. It's like, hey, listen, this girl will never date me. I'm not in actual relationship with her. I'm just basically wasting my time doing this, and I'm okay with that because I hate my life. That's fine, but that's not a lot of the men on there. A lot of these men on there have deluded themselves into thinking, hey, this girl Fodder really likes me. Like, I think I have a chance with her. Let me just keep paying her more money. Let me do one of these dates with her. Maybe no, I can impress her. I, I, this whole line of argumentation fails without you being able to substantiate that. How do you want me to substantiate that? Literally any you, number, any study, I, any I can source. Give you, I can give you anecdote after anecdote of people that's I met. That's great. So back to your point. Well, what I study don't do you have? I don't think there's an expectation on the OnlyFans girl to outline that, like, this is, I'm never going to date you. Or anything like that, because like I said, I think a big, you know, attraction for sex work is that you're giving that fantasy, and I don't think the that's intimacy. exploitative. I'm not. So a, same I don't way, have a do you think intimacy. like you know, if a John goes to a strip club, that the stripper should be you know morally obligated to tell him, by the way, I'm not actually interested in you? The issue is that strip clubs have so much implied disclaimer, because all of this is about disclaimers. Implied disclaimers. Absolutely. If you're going to a strip strip club, there's a six four security guy with a no touch policy, right? There's like, there's so many levels of why this isn't going to become a relationship. And to be honest, there's probably some element within the strip club where they also lean into the blurry relationship that does concern me to some degree. Can I ask you a question about, like, one of these posts that I pulled up? So this girl says, I had a guy fall in love with me where he gave me a lot of his money. Me on his birthday. He recorded a video of himself idolizing me. He idolized this fake lifestyle that I was, this fake lifestyle that I was portraying on OnlyFans and Instagram which, turned, which in turn motivated him to change his life. But behind all this, it's sad to say, you just go along with it without giving it a thought. As long as you ain't got your real identity somehow linked to your OnlyFans ID, I would just go along with his obsession. Part of the work, I guess. But do what makes you feel comfortable. And this was just, this was literally like a very recent post. I'm not, I didn't dig for that one by any means. This is just one of the What's the name of the subreddit? Where's this coming from? OnlyFans advice. Okay. R slash OnlyFans advice. Do I think she's necessarily someone who is a good person in the sense that she cares about her customers? Probably not. Do I think that guy is being exploited? No. Wait, Fire, where can I find the server you mentioned? I was just quickly trying to find something along the lines of that, and I didn't see it. Where's server? that study, the study that you mentioned? Which one? It was uh, Lippmann, like, 2023, right? Lippmann, Leicester, 2023, Journal of Sexuality and Culture. Yeah. That's where it talks about the benefits of going on OnlyFans. Or improves your relationship with your partner. If those partners are on board, it improves your sex life. It opens yeah. your This is the biggest horseshit ever. So, okay, uh, okay if we want to go into the data, rebuttal, I've read through that study. I've read through those studies. So the issue is that, it's again, it's complicated. So OnlyFans tends to improve your life when you're more liberal, when you're more open to sex, and when you have, like, a healthy relationship with sex. We tend to see, like, a positive benefit. But if you go into, like, more conservative areas, because there's another study by, like, Casey and somebody, I can't remember the other last name, from like 2018 that found like almost the exact reverse opposite. But when you look at the two studies, their sample populations, I think one of them is like in Alabama and the other one's in California. Mm -hmm. So a lot, of, a lot part of like, is OnlyFans a net good? I would just say the fact that it makes women so safe in their sex work is just a net good. That's enough for me to be like, of course we need OnlyFans. Of course. It just in every way makes sex workers safer. It's mm -hmm. just better. My question is, when OnlyFans workers are absolutely leaning into blurring relationships, it is exploitative. They are trying to take advantage of these men. They know that they are. And I at least want people to be like, yeah, you shouldn't do that. That's bad. And I would even love to see 
some level of TOS established of being like, if you're offering girlfriend experiences, it needs to at least be posted on your page that you offer girlfriend experiences. So you were saying the reason that the strip club doesn't seem to be exploitative in the same way, even though they're still blurring the lines, is because there's this implied boundary of the fact that there is a, not a pimp, but like a security guard there. I would say just the fact that it's through a computer screen offers like 10x the implied boundary. I, I don't know about that because again, long distance relationships, um, are the strippers getting these guys' numbers after work and like texting them every morning being like, hey, good morning, baby. I love seeing your cock through your pants and stuff like that. Again, if strippers are doing that, I still have a problem with the behavior. I would be consistent Not calling in that. them, but even just within the parameters of going to a strip club, like you go in for that dance, they'll remember your name, they'll remember what you like, they might ask you like how you're doing and stuff. Is that, should they say between every sentence, by the way, this isn't real, this is just a, a uh, That's not what I'm asking OnlyFans workers to do. What I'm trying to say is, if there are strippers there that are actively trying to blur the lines, they got that one guy, they always get private dances with him, they give him her number, she tries to pretend that she's in a relationship, she starts talking like maybe someday possibly he could fuck her and date her, I would have the same issue with that stripper as OnlyFans models doing the same thing. And my concern with OnlyFans right now is that looking through the Reddit thread, looking through different OnlyFans pages, to be honest, when I first came here, I was like pretty like, eh, I don't think it's exploitation. Reading through the way that so many of these women are engaging in their platform, it's clear that they're trying to lean into blurry relationships as maximally as possible to try to rake money. Not all of them. There are some excellent women who are not doing that. And not all women do girlfriend experience at all. But the women who are in between that line, they don't explicit that it's a girlfriend experience, that are texting good morning things, that are asking if they want to like hang out and go on a date, but also you have to pay for the date. And like also you get this bundle, but also like, you know, like maybe we can chat and like all my boyfriends. There's OnlyFans models on this Reddit page talking about how they complain about their boyfriend to their patrons. All of this stuff is blurring the lines necessarily. And this is what I'm concerned with. Just to clarify also, me and uh, Kyler are looking for different things. She's talking about, hey, well, let's put some safeguards in place. I actually don't care about that. I understand that even with safeguards, the simps are still going to be getting basically taken advantage of. All I would like, or I guess it's, it would be interesting, is that if you just own the reality of the matter, it's like, yeah, you know what? These guys are losers. They're simps. But you're not I'm looking at the reality because you're you're just saying that all the stats are horseshit. So how am I not owning the reality if you're not even subscribed to reality? All right, Destiny, do you think that most men who subscribe to OnlyFans are it's improving their relationship? Do you believe that? Uh, the general, the like, to generalize the audience of OnlyFans, in my opinion, is probably really hard. It's probably a pretty big, pretty diverse audience of people. Most people, over fifty percent, do you think, are improving their relationship by going like on if they're in one or yeah, they're in the relationship. They're in a relationship. Do you think? Well, here, that... actually, we can ask one question. Is Kyle brought the city with her? Um, what are the percentage of people on OnlyFans that are in relationships right now? Uh, I don't think the study I think she told. Said 90% this was that was for married. married Sorry, married. are the users in a relationship? Yeah, the users, are, like you said, eighty-nine percent. Are in relationships? I think it was 92 for relationships in general. Yeah. Relationships in general. Um, is Most it users are in a relationship. Is it improving their relationships? My guess would probably tend towards no for over 50%. Okay. But, but improving their relationships. That's a common sense position. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Your position anything. was not, your position was not, is it improving? Your position is, it's massively detracting from the lives of all these it's people. You them, haven't yeah. substantiated that. First of all, I never said the word massive. And we're talking like, we have like three different conversation threads going. Uh, so I'm trying to like weave these together. So what I'm pushing back against as far as saying that, oh, well, there's a study that seems like it was done very credibly that shows that actually most guys who subscribe to OnlyFans are improving their relationships. That's, she's pushing back. So here's, you've presented a narrative with no evidence. The narrative that you put forth is that men are going onto OnlyFans and they're substituting their drive to find relationships in real life by going onto OnlyFans and OnlyFans is perpetuating Yeah, we can engage in that, but wait, that, wait, that wait, completely wait, defeats wait, the wait, purse. Wait, wait, wait. 
That's the point. That's the narrative that you put forth with no evidence. And her refutation of that narrative was how can that narrative be true if 89% of people on OnlyFans are married? That one number, assuming it's true, destroys your entire narrative. That's why she put forth the narrative. It doesn't argue against the idea that like well, first, maybe first OnlyFans all, might be detrimental to the majority of people's okay, lives. First of all, you no, can be, you can be married and you can be extremely lonely. You can be what? in a Women loveless, sexless marriage. Women actually experience more marital loneliness than men, and yet there's a huge disparity between who's actually committing adultery in relationships. So... Women what? put more, like, are conditioned or also wired to just place more emphasis on their dyadic relationships. They're more likely to stay at home while their husband is, like, traveling for work. So wives are, like, 100% across the board more lonely than their husband. So, yes, married men can be lonely, but it's usually women who are lonely in relationships. How does that affect the argument at all? Uh, because then why wouldn't it be, like, 89% <laughs> married women on OnlyFans? Or, or even more precisely, what, what, what is the evidence? Because, between lonely because, married men because, and because, subscribers. Because what is the women, evidence that women, lonely men sub to OnlyFans? Okay, what is the evidence? I, 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 can I, which okay, question yeah, do you want me to ask? So, because women typically are way less redundant on porn sites, and women are way less likely to actually subscribe to use OnlyFans. They're going to meet their emotional needs and loneliness in other ways. Through friends, through hobbies, through maybe cheating on a guy in real life, right? That's how women are typically going to meet their loneliness needs. Men are doing it differently. Again, a lot of these... Married More guys men are, cheat than women, statistically. A lot of these, sure, okay, a lot of these guys are lonely, so that's how, so it's just, the idea is, it, it, it's a dis, disanalogous because there's a different amount of men and women that subscribe to OnlyFans and different amount of men and women that just watch porn in general. I just completely disagree that loneliness is the main, um, Driver, yeah. What I, is I, I think what is if, if I could suggest for why men are going on OnlyFans, I think I, 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 for I, 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 I just want to ask if you're truly lonely. Well, it's here. central to it's central. Hold on, you need this question, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. This is the central point of your okay, argument. Okay, okay. Go ahead. What is your evidence that the men that are subscribing to OnlyFans are lonely simp losers? Anecdotal. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have any studies. Okay. I, I, I haven't seen you really reference any studies me? besides this one that I couldn't find. I cited two. You, that you didn't find. What do you mean? Well, can you show them to me? Like, pull them up on your phone. I, I, okay. The, the studies you're listing sound like complete BS. Even Destiny doesn't believe the study. I do. I oh, looked it up. Oh, and he knows everything. Yeah, he no, knows. I literally just Wikipedia. said no. I don't think for most guys it's approving their relationship. You asked your, him to go with his gut, not your, a psychiatrist. Okay. If I could yeah. just suggest, if I could just suggest, if I could just suggest, your own partner doesn't believe every, the study. Everyone is speculating based on a paucity of liter literature. There is no data on this. All we know is in this sample alone, which is one sample, and I'll be super clear. This study, if anyone wants to look it up by Litam in 2022 is a fucking fantastic study. The statistics are great. The size of like everything is awesome. The issue is it didn't look into any of the drives as to why people were using OnlyFans. The issue is we're fighting over a massive unknown. And so what we have to ask is, why are going, people going to be attracted to an OnlyFans model porn site when they can get free porn elsewhere? It's obviously not just sex. It's probably intimacy but we should test it and again i'm saying that's fine it's actually fine to sell intimacy i think it seems to be the case that it's a decently good service if it's like the difference between a guy killing himself because he's like so like feeling so invalidated and like demasculated in his relationship i'm again using an extreme example versus like talking to an OnlyFans girl that's fine there's no problem here the question exclusively at least for me is how many of these women are leaning in on the blurriness of the relationship to rake more money from them. If they are doing that and knowingly doing so, 
I do believe that that's exploitative okay. because you are taking advantage of these Well, first of all, I think just the fact that a man is going to OnlyFans instead of porn doesn't necessarily point to the fact that he's searching for that intimacy just because OnlyFans offers the intimacy experience and porn doesn't. I think it's also the chase. So it's the fact that, like, porn stars, you've already seen them naked. It's the fact that maybe you've been following this 18 There's to 20... There's endless amount of okay, amateur porn. Okay, that, 18 that, to 20-year-olds. Let's pure pure yes, there's endless amount of amateur porn. You could watch that's a new girl doesn't relate to my point. Seconds. doesn't really relate to my point. Yeah, maybe no. you're already following an Instagram model, a specific yeah. girl like me, a TikToker. It's a girl who you already follow on, like, Instagram or YouTube or Twitch. You want to see her naked. You want to see Amaranth. Is Amaranth probably the most sexually proficient girl on OnlyFans and Pornhub? No. Are they going necessarily just for the intimacy? No. It's the curiosity of this is a girl mm -hmm. who I've been following. So yeah, absolutely. I guess my point That's was why that I said it's, it's heterogeneous for yeah. sure, right? This 89% of married men and therefore like the other percentage. The reasons people are using OnlyFans is obviously complicated. The reasons that women are using OnlyFans as content creators is super nuanced and complicated. And I'm not interested in like painting this broad brush of being like, all women on OnlyFans are exploited of poor bitches and all the men's are dirty fucking come come drunk simps who like can't think for themselves that's not the case the exclusive question is is there enough oversight for this platform is it actually being ethically managed and if it's not what do we do about that most important thing to think about for OnlyFans: when did it explode in users and in pur purchasers COVID, yeah. March I, I think, 2020, exactly the, when the like loneliness So OnlyFans started. actually does put some parameters and sanctions. Like There is a spending limit on how much, so that does remove yeah, the outliers good. of guys who maybe have a bit of a gambling addiction. Yeah. So I think that's a big thing. Yeah, so, I, okay. I think OnlyFans is mostly a good platform. The question is... If anything, is, the exploitation takes part on, on the side of creators, not at all in consumers. Uh, wait, sorry, you think that the creators are being exploited? If anything, yeah. <laughs> Oh Sorry, I'm saying it's more likely <laughs> yeah, that so exploitation... people are taking all the money are the ones that are being spent. They're not taking all, taking all the money. Taking all the money, the average creator makes $100 right? a yeah. month. Yeah, but There's a lot of girls who are people, 17 and agencies yeah, are keeping an eye on them until they turn 18. I'm talking about the people who are actually making money. You said that OnlyFans is a net positive for men. If you have a kid, would you want your son to go on OnlyFans and pay for girls? Would I want him to? Yeah, is that something you would encourage? Would I want him to necessarily sit around jacking off to Pornhub itself? No, does that mean it's, but it's morally bad? Wait, but it's a net positive. I it said it's a net positive for society. What about for your son? You said it's a net positive, so is it going to help your son improve his relationships? Improve his relationships? Yeah, like, so let's say your son is struggling to meet girls, he's had a bad relationship. Will you tell him to go on OnlyFans because that can improve his relationship? I wouldn't necessarily tell him to go on Pornhub. I think there's a boundary well, between what you tell... I'm asking you about OnlyFans. ...what you tell your son and what his peers might tell Okay, so as somebody... Hold on, one second, one second. Sorry to do this. Can I answer because I actually have a Hold on, hold on. Quiet for a second. I'll go to you, Stephen, because I know you've been waiting. I just want to see because the conversation has been going so well. I don't want to jump into Q&A if there aren't many questions. Yeah, so in other words, just up, by a rise of hands, do you have questions or otherwise? Okay, not too many. Let's keep going then. <laughs> All right, don't worry. We'll, we'll have Q and A still. I just want to make sure we don't jump into it too early. So we'll give <laughs> more time. The, okay, so this is the issue. Okay, I think that if we I'm just going to repeat my question afterwards if you guys don't answer. But go ahead. He's <laughs> That's right like now. my topic. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But the difference is, I actually like answering questions because I have good answers for them. Okay, so when the the issue that I have that I think is very strange is that, um, and I'm going to make a couple statements here. Uh, when people fixate on the OnlyFans thing so hard, it's hard to believe that there's an actual genuine concern here for the socialization of men or men getting into relationships when you have zero data for any of this, aside from a collection of stories that might approach you online. So when you ask me, would I rather have my son like subscribing to an OnlyFans girl or not or whatever, if I was trying to improve my son's relationships or men in general, usually the first question that I would be asking isn't, do you sub to OnlyFans or do you jerk off to a lot of porn? It's usually, do you play a lot of video games or do you smoke a lot of weed? Because these ideas of like sitting in your fucking house, smoking all day, or playing 
playing fucking eight hours of video games a day, that amount of dedication to fucking online stupid shit is gonna hurt your ability to socialize with friends or with women romantically more than jerking off every now and then to an OnlyFans girl. Okay, now, that, that yeah. was a lovely tangent. You did not answer my question at all. So I'll just ask it one more time. Let's go with Fire and then you can answer Destiny, maybe for real this time. So you said that OnlyFans are net positive for men because they help improve their relationships, according to the study you cited. So then the follow-up question is this. Net positive in like an idealist, utopian society? No, as of where society is right now, yes. Okay, so it is a positive, it helps the average guy improve his relationships. The average guy, no, I said it improves the sexual lives of the average subscriber. Okay, the average subscriber, it improves their relationships. They're, so they're already subscribed. Lives, that sample is already based off guys who are already subscribed. I don't know if you take the average guy and tell him to go on OnlyFans that that so improves his relationships. So the guys, so the, the effect only kicks in once they join? Like, I don't understand. So you're saying that's a different sample? They didn't the take, they didn't It's like saying 90% of people benefit from chemotherapy if they have cancer. Would you recommend the average yeah. citizen get chemotherapy? It doesn't make sense. They don't have cancer, right? There's a different selection bias for the type of men going to OnlyFans. Right, but the idea, the idea, the idea is... Wait, 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 wait. wait. I, I hope we're not comparing... Hold on. I hope we're not comparing OnlyFans to chemotherapy because then I'm not we comparing OnlyFans to chemotherapy. Okay, okay. I... You're mad at Alex, not me. Stop yelling at me. Okay. my question or is it just going to be... No. Don't If your kid wants to jerk off to OnlyFans, I say, yeah, go for it. Not the question. Not the question. That was the question, question is, since according to Far, OnlyFans improves the relationship. That was never our argument. Of a our argument said that OnlyFans is good because it improves the relationship. That she was said the that argument. three times. No, no she I said didn't. it's a net good for men. She says it makes them you feel more the confident. It makes them feel yeah. She listed like six things. You're saying the subscribers right. having their relationships improved. Yes, of the study done with the sample okay. of men who are already subscribed to OnlyFans. So then, by that logic, if your son becomes a subscriber, no, not by that logic. I don't know if my. Not by, by that, that logic. logic. No, I don't think you know what logic is. His relationship will improve. I think that was for you to not interject into. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I thought you guys wanted to get fucking there. Does my know. son already? I, I, could just, I could just circle jerk and say, yeah, sure, whatever. Is but. my son already a married man in maybe his 60s who fits that demo of these OnlyFans well, subscribers? I think the average mom. age is like 30, but yeah. My point is, like, is my son already having all the traits of this subscriber that's being sampled by this study? So no, that logic does not count. Okay, so let's say your son does have all the traits of the person that would subscribe to OnlyFans. All the traits. Now, I'm giving he, my husband marital advice, like, hey, you and your wife are feeling sexually bored. Maybe you nah, should watch nah, porn, because nah, nah. if you're both into it, then it can help. We're not I don't think that's my place. I might tell my daughter to use about... sex toys, but that would improve her sexuality. But I just feel like maybe that would be uncomfortable for a mother to tell her daughter. Okay, so, okay, once again, not answer the question. It so was. let's say your son has all the traits of someone that would subscribe to OnlyFans. Married, you, 30. Okay, sure, okay. all those things. Let's say he's having relationship issues with his wife. Would you tell him to keep staying on OnlyFans because it will improve his relationship? No, would I prescribe that? Absolutely not. So, so then you just disagree with your whole own <laughs> No, I don't. I'm saying that they're not being necessarily disaffected in their relationship. Would that be like is my blanket prescription? Is it a positive or negative or neutral? You said earlier I don't know. The study didn't A-B test it over other options. Would I would probably recommend couple therapy first. The study doesn't say this is the best option yeah, for people in a, bad relationships. There's a, there's a fallacy going on here that because this thing might improve something, it would be the first thing you That'd suggest. Be the best option it's probably the case. We're not, my guess, the, way, my not guess would be that either. people that smoke cigarettes might perform better in school because I think nicotine sharpens your focus. Yeah, math, so yeah. if your child was having trouble in math, would you suggest he take up smoking if he's 15 years old? No. Okay, fine. Let, like, let, 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 me re yes. let me rephrase the question then so that I can... All the girls will think he's cool if he picks up money, absolutely. Okay, let's say your son is already subscribed to OnlyFans. He's married. He's having marital issues. 
and he comes to you, hey, Mom, Farah, I know you were an OnlyFans back in the day. Do you think I should keep paying for OnlyFans? Or, uh, cause do you think it'll help my relationship? Would you say yes or no? I think there's a plethora of other things that you could prescribe to someone who's struggling. So can, I, can, I be, can I be so rude? 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 Can I be so rude and say, can we stop this fucking line because it's so fucking retarded? Can I guys, can I just ask you guys like one question uh, that I think is important for me to understand maybe from your side? What lines do you think should exist between the OnlyFans content creators and the people that they consume? Like what level of line should exist and how they separate the relationship? I personally don't believe there needs to be any. Honestly, I, I see it as completely analogous to other types of sex work in which, again, like I've said before, you're engaging in a fantasy, you're engaging in sexual escapism. And I think, like I said, just the fact that you're engaging with someone through the internet is already enough of a wall. There's no disclaimer, so is it okay for OnlyFans girls to lie to their customers and say, hey, I'm gonna meet up with you? I don't think that's what she was asking. Well, well that would be a line. That would be a fairness. scam if that, I say, give me $20, I'll meet up with you in person. That's no, a yes. no money's involved. So, okay, that, so that, one that of the lines, though, lie. one of the lines would be fraud. You would agree that you shouldn't yeah, defraud your clients. Yeah, that's already illegal. She's okay. talking about ethics. Okay. Right. But so, you can also lead guys on. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go thanks. Ahead. Uh, so, beyond fraud, is there other things, for example, if a woman is knowingly trying to blur the line between fantasy and reality? Do you think that there should be some level of at least social pressure amongst maybe even online content creators like other girls and stuff to be like, hey, that's not like the best thing to mm -hmm. do to these men. So you keep saying blurring between fantasy and reality, but yes. when you're painting this picture of reality, you're saying good morning, text, good night, so that reality is being met. Well, I listed getting... a bunch of things. I can go, yeah. I know it's been super lost in all of the conversation. I don't think there's anything unethical with offering the GFD experience. Yeah, I agree that, that there's nothing unethical about labeling the GFD. It as such. Okay, so that's, Wait, can I, that's can, my can answer. Can I identify yeah. a big disagreement here, sure. or something that we're having an issue with, okay, is what you refer to as blurring the line Farha is referring to as the actual service product. being that's paid the product, for. Yeah. That's the issue. So, like, okay. yeah, I won't even make an analogy, but that's the issue. She's saying that men will go on. For that I blurring. want a girl yeah. to give me a nine out of ten dick rating thing. I want the girl to say good morning to me, sure. but I'm buying it, and I know that like I'm just paying for fucking DMs, and she's gonna say it to me. But that that fantasy, that blowing line, that's explicit. Like when I go to a strip club, I want her to sit in my lap and say, "Hey, daddy, you're the coolest guy." Blah blah blah. I'm paying for that, right? Like that's what you're paying for explicitly. I understand, exactly. and I've already agreed yeah. that intimacy is fine to sell. Sure. The issue well, is well, no, no, not intimacy. No, the the blurring, literal the blurring fantasy, of the line the is what people and saying, are Your dick for. is amazing. Yeah. I would love to fuck you. Like yeah. that's what they're paying for. They don't want an accurate dick rating. That's the first thing they teach you See? if they're doing dick rating. So do you guys? Okay, feel so lie to them about their dicks. Great. What? Lie to them about their dick size. That seems to be. Uh... It's not lying. They're asking for you to hype them up. Oh. They want really? like yeah. Well, some, or they could be asking for humiliation. So yeah, that's not part of the normal dick. So yeah. they want you to shit talk. If someone has the most pathetic looking dick, you're gonna be like, oh, this if is so If someone pays baby. me for a degradation video, am I gonna say no? That's an no, article because then I'm lying and putting you down. When okay, I go that's a red question. What do you think an OnlyFans content creator should do? Say she finds out that a guy's idolizing her, making idols to her, and giving her more money than she knows that he can afford. Say he says, I took out a second margin. Do you think that it should be encouraged in the culture of OnlyFans content creators to say no? that's not okay, pump the brakes? Or do you think it, like this person suggested, and many people agreed with her, which is ignore it, don't think about it. If that's what they want to give, that's their fucking problem. Here's the other issue, adults. yeah. So in response to that, yes, the OF girls will lie and maybe lead them on. The guys, the subscribers lie too. Like, there are a Too lot of guys. Make a right. I haven't even gotten to the my point. So my point was that a guy who might say, like, I've taken out a second mortgage to pay for this, he also might be lying. Are there guys who maybe have bad spending habits on OnlyFans? Sure. But I don't know how you would take that off that mortgage because, like I said, OnlyFans has a spending limit. 
in which I think it's like maybe like 200 per message or something like that at this point, and then like per day they cap it. That's such a weaselly cop out. As How is it a weaselly cop out? I'm the, saying a lot of men will lie to you and be like, I'm spending all my paychecks okay, on okay. you because they're trying to impress you. The issue, the issue, okay, I'll actually get to this. The issue for me is that yes, men might lie, right? The issue is that none of the power or the dynamic that's going on here really matters that much about the men lying. And to be honest, if he's willing to lie about that, that might be a red flag in and of itself about the level of intimacy that he's trying to engage with you that I'm assuming is beyond the lines of what any of these girls want. I'm assuming most of these girls don't want these guys selling their houses to try to like invest more into like having like this like fantasy relationship. Sure. That can, feels can far. I'm just saying if can a sub were to tell wait, me like, hey, I, I'm spending all this money on you. I'm, I'm like getting a second job just to pay for this. I wouldn't necessarily take that at face value. Same way I wouldn't take it at face value if a sub told me like, you're the only girl. I'm that does drive to you. Hold on, hold on. Now stop. That, I, let's, let's, I don't care. I don't care what you assume. My sure. question. Can I, can I ask a question relating sure. to this? Okay. So, because um, so as a streamer, uh, I deal with the same issue a lot. Okay. Um, so, my question would be how do you figure out what the responsible way to regulate this is? So, for yes. instance, sometimes I'll run into people that donate uh, probably an unhealthy amount to me. Okay. Um, some of those people uh, end up being incredibly wealthy. Uh, personal friends who I make lifelong friendships with. Shout out to Dan. Uh, other people are literally fucking like related to, I think it was either Qatari or like UAE fucking uh, royalty. Yeah, okay? like they're rich. Other they can people do it. end up looking kind of strange and weird and I don't know if you can afford this and I find out actually they live with their parents. Their family is super wealthy and then other people do uh, email me back, you know, a year later and they're like, can I get a refund on this? Like I can't afford my rent. I was having like a manic episode when I donated. Right. I was like, okay. Uh, until they've explicitly said that, like, I can't afford this, I've made a huge mistake, I fucked up, how am I, how would I even go about auditing or figuring out what the reality of that is? Would you give them the money back in that situation? When so, people ask me for money back, um, it depends on what it's for. If it's like somebody that's donated a fuck ton of money or whatever and they're asking for it, generally I, I will because it's not worth it. If somebody donated me five bucks to shit talk me and I skip their dono, not only do I not give them money back, I'll fight the charge. Well, I'm, I'm, talking about, it, it, I'm talking about the analogy you outlined where it's someone who had a manic episode yeah, like then I feel like I'll give them the money back. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Far However, away. wait, 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 wait. I'm just, I'm asking, hold on, because I want, because yeah, yeah. your okay. thing. Because my question is, how would I figure out uh, which people I should be careful of and which I, and I shouldn't? And in the pursuit of figuring that out, am I not building an even closer parasocial relationship? That's not what I'm asking sure, for. Sure, so then tell me how to figure that out. Go ahead. I'm not asking for you to figure it out. What yeah, I'm okay. trying or to. OnlyFans creator, yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. not asking for OnlyFans content creators to be like, you got to send me your bills, man. I need to audit your finances to make sure. You... That's not what I'm asking for at all. Okay. And that would be an increase. What I'm asking for is, is the broad culture amongst OnlyFans content creators to go, oh, during that man episode, I'll definitely give you your money back. Or is the culture to ghost him as long as possible to not have to do uh, payback, especially assuming he paid some way. I don't know the payback system super well, but I don't know what extent they would have control over that, right? That's my question. Is the culture of OnlyFans content creators to go, oh, this guy's manic? I'm going to keep yes-manning his mania so he gives me more money. If that's the culture, and I'm extremely concerned that it is amongst a large number of these content creators, that to me is exploitative. That's a problem. I just don't know how we could gauge their mania because if they're already like jacking off, they're going to be acting a little bit out of character. I just don't know like how the oh, right. 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 Wait, I thought this was the average guy. I thought this was, these were normal people. We're not talking about the average guy I said guy horny. Right the average guy gets horny. Right, but you, you literally said that you can't count them I said, I don't know how can you engage the mania of an OF subscriber because they're already acting different and they make, well, like a guy who's super horny and jacking off may already like check off some list of like symptoms of mania is my point. Like how would I gauge that? Aerodyne had a good line of Okay, fine. I'll just let So like, okay, so I would say that the culture should generally be encouraged to not take advantage of people like that. I would agree with that. That's an easy bullet to bite. Hold on. My question is, does that culture exist? And I am 
extremely unconvinced that it does. Sure. Because I, I was on your guys' side before mm-hmm. coming to this. I was like, fuck, I don't want to. Until you saw a few posts on the subreddit. I understand. No, not until I saw a couple of posts on the subreddit. And okay. so I started looking through closely at a number of subreddits and a number of posts, looking at OnlyFans pages themselves and collecting this information and going, there doesn't seem to be this culture. Reddit OnlyFans, OnlyFans Advice is a very large channel. It's a very large group. And it's weird to me. Again, maybe it's just the terminally online Reddit using OnlyFans girls that are particularly antisocial. That's possible, but I'm dubious of that. And that's my concern. My concern isn't to start sure. litigating and now. I understand what you're it's saying. to say we have to be willing to I understand, to but my question it. is, is that culture born out of the fact that you just can't really verify, so you might as well like push for as much money as possible? Is that ethical? Isn't that what we do in every single part of entertainment? When we sell merchandise, when we sell subscriptions, when we sell time to chat with somebody, when we sell any other I'm probably the worst person to ask because I'm terrible at making money because I definitely don't engage with okay, that. But, but, like, but I'm probably question. not the normative My question is, that, yeah. is there any other part of the entertainment world where a request is made by the person selling the thing to try to determine the, the financial state. stability of the person that they're selling something That's to. not what I'm asking, no one's asking for. I'm saying in the, stre- you are asking. in the streamer world... Okay. Uh, I'll let Kyla finish her line of questions. She looks, she looks like she's on the roll. Do ahead. you think that if a bunch of streamers found out that I uh, was pretty suspicious about the like mental well-being of somebody, this person that I, had been in my chat for a long time started donating like, 500, just dropping it, dropping it, dropping it, and they started posting, like, let's be honest, really deranged things attached okay. to it all of a sudden. Shout out to Evil Fossil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to say names. Go ahead. Uh, if people found out that not only was I not willing to not engage, but I started DMing with that person. I started being like, oh man, all that money means so much to me. I really appreciate it. You're such a good friend to me. Do you think that other people in our community would be like, oh, good business, Erudite? Or would people be like, you're a fucking bitch. That's not okay in our streamer world. I, I think that that would probably be not okay, but that's because you're doing something that is like considered exceptional as a streamer. For OnlyFans, that is the, the job, service being yeah. paid for. Exactly. So my right. concern about OnlyFans is you have an incentivization and an institutional structure that doesn't protect the consumer at all and does absolutely create systems where incentivized anti-social women can maximally exploit people. That's my concern. There isn't an oversight. There is no way to gauge this, and that means that it's while it's a really good platform, there has to be ways that you can correct some of these issues. Yeah, I guess I just, I don't understand like what those corrective measures are. I already said, what... explicit about GFE experience. If you're going to be texting, good morning. First of all, wait, wait. I don't think you agree with that. Alex said something, I think accidentally. If this, if let's say that you had a girl who was engaging in these behaviors are considered irresponsible, are you telling me that if she had the explicit disclaimer on the top that you'd be okay with all those behaviors? Me and Kyle are arguing from well, different perspectives. Well, no, I heard don't. I don't know why you. He well, mentioned my name. You said Alex. Yeah, I know, but like I'm just. Okay, so I'll just sorry, I won't so yeah. when I, you say behaviors, do you mean? So let's say. When, okay, fine. You're which behaviors? Name. No. Any the, of the ones that you said were bad. Let's say the saying like "I love you." Maybe we can meet sometime. If at the very top they listed that this is just a fantasy, all of a sudden you'd be okay with all of the behaviors prior that you weren't okay with. I'm by no means saying that, but I am saying that, that I would be way more okay with that. I think that that would it's be a step great. In the right direction. Absolutely. I stand all the girls that put disclaimers in there. That's great. Okay, and you think that a disclaimer is going to meaningfully change the way that a guy engages with a website that's explicitly for buying sex services from women? Yes, I think it will meaningfully change the way that many of these men engage, especially the men that are at highest risk. Yes, I okay. do. I completely disagree with that. But okay. So, question for far. Okay, so I asked Destiny this question. I want to pose the same one to you. So let's find out. In this, in this analogy, don't say, like, oh, how can I verify? Just assuming the guy's telling the truth. You get an email from a guy. He's like your number one OnlyFans dude. He's giving you tens of thousands of dollars. He's like, hey, Farah, I'm actually uh, about to lose my house. Uh, I spent all my money on you. Uh, I was having a crazy manic episode. I just really need to jerk off to your shit. Now, you know, I'm trying to get my life together, but I'm broke. Would you give him this money back? 
No. Of course. If you already got the content, you're basically saying that <laughs> you're basically saying that the content is inherently a scam. If I sell someone a car, I will give you props for if, acknowledging if, that you don't give a shit. About I'm sorry. These if I sell someone a car while they're in a manic episode and I've already lost the car and they, I, I don't get it back. What, what did you then lose? Then am I exploiting them? This same video. That That's, this is the issue here: is that you don't think I'm providing a real show, service. The or same what video, if I spend? What if I other guy. no? What if I did a two-hour date experience? What if I did a custom? Now they get to just see me naked for free because they were in a manic episode. I already provided the service. Fine. Let's assume it's something that you sent to everybody. If I sell the same car to everybody, I still gave them a no, car. No, because a car is a sunk value, so the dealership loses like sixty thousand dollars. So just if because more video, people have seen my tits, suddenly it's worth nothing, and then I can give it to that no guy and he can get his money back and get to see my tits for free no because inherent, he was in a man. There's, there's, no, there's no inherent value. You're to not it. losing money by sharing a video that you showed with one people with another person. I've appraised the value of that piece of content. If I give it to them and they already see, have seen it and jerked off to it, no, they don't get their money back. Just Let's say they didn't jerk off to it. Let's just say they. Can I ask like one final question before they bought the content before we wrap up? I'm just curious, you guys know. Do you guys think that the culture of OnlyFans would lean more towards allowing these blurry lines and not just allowing them, because it's part of the fantasy, but leaning into them as much as possible, especially deceitfully, to gain money? Do you think the culture's more shifted that way? Or do you think culture's more shifted way of like women trying to be like, I just want to be providing these good services, obviously I can't audit everything, but my intentions are good and I want to make sure like people are just broadly benefiting. Which way do you think the culture leans of like broadly the way that content creators engage in this space? I don't know if that's even an accurate binary to scale it on. Like I just think, like I said, it's a fantasy experience. I would consider it analogous to a strip club. They're like seeking out a prostitute in Nevada. I think again, you're already seeking out that blurred line, in which is like a cyborg experience, in which you want instant responses and want all these things. Sure. And like I said, same way you wouldn't put that disclaimer. You know, an OnlyFans model is expected to respond quickly. They're expected to kind of like do all these things that give that escapist experience. So. Do you think a culture that requires disclaimers for these types of things would also be more likely to cultivate content creators who put like breaks on relationships that they think are like probably becoming detrimental to some degree? Obviously they have to gauge it and there's no perfect system, I'm not asking for one. Which do you think is gonna create a culture that's more respectful of the consumer? One with a disclaimer or one without? I guess I just don't see the goal of sex work as necessarily to be respectful to the consumer. It's just I think, to get as I feel much like money as from the Sims as possible. You want to take the money from the Sims as possible. It's a job, not a charity. Yeah. Yeah. Can I answer Aradise's question for the first one? I, I genuinely don't know the answer to the first question you said, Fair but enough. where does the culture lean towards? Um, I understand that you online have seen some really extreme things, uh, obviously because... I talked to people... And I wasn't looking for them, just obviously, to be clear. Obviously, sure, obviously, ostensibly because I'm more to the left or whatever, it's possible that, like, because the people I talk to are different. Um, I've talked to a number of OnlyFans creators, I think some that we're mutual friends with, that say that they actually do explicitly try to push against yes. like the super obsessed fans yes. but that's because when they become obsessed it turns into a nightmare because these people yes. turn into I agree so, and just to be clear yeah. those women so, are ethical based love them sure. I have no well I don't even know they're right. ethical but I'm saying that there they're are, being more ethical are, than are there are, let me finish the answer okay <laughs> there are a group of people that are, that a lot of OnlyFans creators that do these types of works that are actually pretty careful about those yes. boundaries but not because they don't even want to exploit the customer but because it's a danger to themselves if they sure. engage in that sort of like hardcore behavior so, I agree yeah, I, so agree. I don't know what the, where the culture lends I could see it totally going one way or another there's a bunch of greedy horrible people or there's a bunch of people that are careful just sure and so my argument would be why would you not have a disclaimer. It would just create more protection. So disclaimers at your OnlyFans.com. All right. I think that's a good spot. <laughs> I we're going to jump into our Q&A now. So uh, we're going to say, well, we can have applause now. That's fine. You can give your virtual applause online if you're watching. Hit the like button. We're going to start a line, everybody. So if you can line up going back towards the door there uh, and just come up to just in front of this plug here, and then we'll ask our questions. All right. First question. It's on you. Um, great performance, all four of you. Um, but just wondering when Far Fighters are coming back. Oh, soon. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Far so, Fighters. Uh, Friday Fridays is a DDG thing. 
A uh, little bit of preamble. I feel like you guys neglected one element of OnlyFans, which is that it's a very new phenomenon, right? This uh, emotional capacity getting brought into self work, uh, to sex work and being almost the, the center of it. The fact that it's really new compared to these other uh, industries you've talked about, like uh, gambling, alcohol, cigarettes, they've had the time to kind of like sit through the ringer. We've developed and understood the things that are bad about it. And now we've gone out of our way to like put the disclaimer on the cigarette. Uh, everyone understands that when you go to a casino, the house always wins, right? They're ingrained into our culture. Isn't it okay with the fact, with the way OnlyFans is, that we would try to preempt some of that and let people know what are going to be the obvious pitfalls and obvious problems, rather than having to learn from the mistakes? I think I think that it's a flawed premise. Uh, premise. The idea that this is like a new thing, like men have not just bought sex, but men have also been buying intimacy from women for a long time. It's super common. Again, that waitresses, that bartenders, like have regulars that come in that start to develop like really crazy emotional attachments. It, it is the case that a lot of escorts, when they're selling sex to guys, they're also selling a lot of int intimacy. It is the case that a lot of men visit the same strippers over and over and over again and develop closer relationships with them. Like, you know, should there do there need to be discoveries? I, I guess maybe that's we kind of sort of got into that. But um, the idea that this is like a new thing, men buying intimacy, it's absolutely Absolutely not a new thing, I don't think. Ah. <laughs> so it appears that we can all at least agree that there's probably a problem with loneliness, especially especially within relationships. One of the things that I think would actually help to, um, help to improve this would be if we actually encourage more interpersonal relationships, like friendships, encourage to be more sexual in the sense of like, we can talk about it, we can discuss it. So would you guys agree that you would support men sending dick pics to other men one, to balance out the dick pic share of, you know, in society so that men are also receiving unsolicited dick pics. Yes, based. Rise of the himbo. I'm very that for men That seems like a really great sexualized. way to uh, make more friends. Send dick pics <laughs> to other dudes. That's going to get you more friends. Does this I, look strange? Do you have this weird lump too? Hey, bro, right? you like this? You like this <laughs> All right. So thank you for your question. <laughs> men should do it. People joke, but like women will send pictures of like their boobs or certain bras say, or some I shit. Like it's not yeah. that's not the most I, it's like not that uncommon. I I think I know you think wrestling's gay though, so like I don't want to get into this. I think like Wait, I said that. Or no, 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 no. So Alex says that's that. That's not exactly what I said. Uh, I, I would basically say in a serious way to respond. I think like male male like like homosocial intimacy is a massive problem and I genuinely like guys just don't even guys complain about how they never get compliments I never hear dudes complimenting each other that much like it's just like you obviously it'd be nice if everyone complimented yeah, each other all say the nice time dick, bro. yeah you say nice dick all the nice time dick, bro. well if they showed us their dick pics more maybe we could yeah okay okay yeah well let's just get our compliments out James you're awesome buddy Nice all right. James. I want you to sexualize James though that's the point you gotta sexualize him I I wish there was a, um, a measurement ready, readily available for this, but uh, the amount of men who think they might be able to pull their favorite content creator or potentially riz the waitress at Hooters is massively understated. Um, I think it's a valid issue to advocate for, not one that I would personally advocate for, but I support it. I just, I don't watch it. I, this is so not true. Every single group of friends, or unless you guys have like these different groups of friends, who every time you're with a friend, there's always that one guy who's like, oh, dude, I think the waitress is in me. And every other guy there's like, bro, you're fucking retarded. This girl is not just a fucking job. Like, I don't know where these huge groups of guys are all just like, I'm going after this one. Oh, uh, you know, she's like 32 double D, Asian chick, 20 other. And the other guy's like, oh, bro, you totally got a shot. You can do it. Like, where are all these guys that have this idea? I'm sure they're out there. There are a few. The difference like, is that guy's not giving her money day after day, spending all his energy. She doesn't call him back, and that's probably they do. They're called tips. I just, <laughs> I 
know if I trust. I don't know if I trust guys to be open and honest with each other to like the full degree. Anyways, I'm not saying that I think that's like this massive epidemic of men running around being like, my favorite streamer is gonna date me. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I, I think until we like have the numbers of why people are specifically using OnlyFans, which I do think is new and I do think is unique, not intimacy, but the way that OnlyFans delivers it in such a fast way. Uh, I, I think until we have the numbers, we shouldn't conclude firmly that it is or isn't doing these things. Uh, so, um, given the fact that OnlyFans is basically instant delivery of a fantasy experience, how are content creators supposed to be able to distinguish between an interaction with the fan that is not part of the fantasy so that they can actually key in on behaviors that are, that are destructive? Who, I think the 1040s for? should be it's made available to content creators. You just have their tax forms immediately, and then you can ascertain the healthy level of financial commitment. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean a, a lot of it is like intuitive. Like, I mean, yeah, there's not a strict metric you can use. Like, oh, he sent me 3.6 dick pics a day, so that's like over the 3.5 ratio, or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that you can. Uh, girls can tell when a guy is really lonely and really simpy, has nothing going on. Sure, sometimes they lie. I agree, far that guys lie. But it does happen in the hypothetical acknowledge. And Farah said, no, I wouldn't give him my money back, right? Which is fine. I even admire the fact that she's willing to own the fact that, hey, I don't give a shit about these dudes. All I care about is their money. That's fine. No, it's because I, I gave them a product that they consumed and that value is not worth zero. I just, I don't want to, I don't so, want so to be, most of the money back. I think it's, I think it's problematic to assume that OnlyFans content creators are like these interpersonally moronic women that can't grab this stuff. I'm not saying there's a perfect system. I don't want to implement this autistic rule system. And like, well, if he sends you three dick ratings, now he's obsessed. But it's if it's only six. two, then it's fine. That's not what I'm talking for. But obviously, there are zeitgeist and narratives that can be built within different platforms. Different platforms have different ethics and cultures about how you engage in these things. And the question for content creators on OnlyFans is, is the culture even looking for it? Because if they're not, that's a fucking problem. If they are, based, great. Like, there's so many cultures like this. If you've ever been in touch with nanny services, they have these massive Facebook groups where they all like cluck and talk to each other and shit talk the people that they're working for. But they also do these like nuanced advice giving pieces. And the nanny group is a really good ex example of all of these people. Every time I like, my friend like runs a nanny group, so we talk about it all the time. If you're wondering why I'm super involved in the nanny world, um, they, the advice that they give is like, super nuanced and interpersonal being like, yeah, I think that this might be a little bit of an overstep of bounds. And the entire culture and energy in at least like a number of these platforms and spaces is how do we respect the clients? How do we protect the kids as much as possible? And how do we keep ourselves safe at the same time? And the problem is, if that's not existing as a culture within OnlyFans, I am concerned. That isn't good. I'm not saying that we need to have this holistic overthrow and get the sluts off the internet. Obviously not. I think OnlyFans is based and fine. All right, your question. Okay, so I guess my one question, I guess to Alex and Erudite, so when you're saying it's a lot of lonely men who are kind of the ones usually on OnlyFans, huh? there's been a lot of, I guess, like people who have a lot more money who would still go to OnlyFans, right? Generally, because it's more of a personalized experience to porn than what they would usually get. Because you're saying, why would someone who isn't lonely go to OnlyFans? I feel like that would be like the main reason. It's more of like a personalized, you know, they, they know they're not going to marry this person or date them. It's more of it's personalized to that individual, right? So I, I just want to understand your argument. You mentioned that it's typically people who have more money, and that's probably generally true. But then are you saying that people who have more money can't, are less likely to be lonely? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. But okay, I, so then why, why does their income matter? Well, I would think that it doesn't, because I guess how some people would say, like, if you have money, you can get whoever you want. Some people, like, a lot of these people are in marriage. But that's, right? that's and I think nonsense. it's so but maybe, I put it in the same aspect. Maybe as, I'll ask you this. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're lonely because if you offer a service that actually for the most part like gets lonely guys through like dark times, that's fine. 
obviously I'm not saying like it's better than a therapist. I'm not like putting it as like the first choice. Whether or not there's lonely men on there, the issue is we don't know. We just, we only know it's 89% in this one study. We don't know the demographics. The issue is if it's, there's an element of loneliness that's occurring and there's a culture that is willing to take advantage of that to as far as possible, that's, that's the concern, at least that I have. I don't know about Alex. I think we have a gap. We're, we're arguing for two different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to move out of our Q&A and we're going to go back to our poll before we close out the debate. But now would be the time to give that good round of virtual applause and in-house applause for the speakers. And of course, let's try not to forget our lovely James over here as well. <laughs> he deserves all the love as well. So uh, we're going to get him up here, actually. And uh, I was going to keep track of the numbers on my phone if you want to pop up here. Just give us a second, everybody. We're going to close the poll. But if you're watching online right now, you can hit the like, share it out in spaces you like to have these conversations. Uh, we have our online poll as well. So if you see that in the description, check it out. Okay, so if you happen to lean toward yes, that OnlyFans is, or I should say OnlyFans creators, are engaging in economic exploitation a little bit or a lot, could you slip your hand up? If you did think that it, if you do think it is exploitation. Awesome. And then if you think, no, it's not exploitation, could you slip your hands up? Slight victory. I think we had like six before. That's pretty good. All right. Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry for interrupting you, by the way. <laughs> you did. So when we started out, <laughs> I gotta take your cough away right next time. Okay, too much. Five seconds while we close the poll. All right. It's all good. So uh, at the beginning of uh, our conversation, sixty-six point six 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 percent of you, six six six. Look at that. Said that it is two thirds. That's right. I should say it that way, right? Just to not upset anybody. But. Uh, so that was our percentage of people that voted that it's not exploitative. So obviously we have a higher percentage that has voted that it is. So let us just calculate that out. Yeah, I was going to say it's a lot more people voted the second time around. So this is going to be a, a, a different. It's not the best comparison. It's, it's, it's going <laughs> no, to be it's a little scary. <laughs> Don't undersell it. Sorry, my stats brain is kicking in. Don't worry, everybody. I'm just doing some math here. You just... These sample sizes are the same. Don't worry about math. All right, so. Uh... Oh, I'm doing the wrong math here. I need a multiplication sign, please. So we actually, based on the amount of people that voted in the poll the first time, uh, 8 and 16 versus 22 and 20 the second time around, uh, we actually see that the people that find that it is exploitative has dropped by 11%. Wait, what? Oh, is awesome. exploitative. Sorry, I said it the backwards. I said it backwards. Yes, it went up by 11%. So is it exploitative? Okay. We have leaned 11% in that direction. Uh, based on the ratio of the polls. But more people voted the second time around, so you can take that for what it is. But we are going to close up, I think, from here. What? I think 
Kyle and Alex's side move more people in their direction. Yes. Sorry about that. So we get Destiny's channel now, right? Yeah, 11% more people voted. And her only sense account, yes. You have to do it. No, 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 no. I don't want to be a hypocrite. Yeah, you're doing it. You got it. I'll have my girlfriend take over. Awesome. All right, well, we'll close from here, guys, and we're going to be back here in a couple of minutes. Uh, if you want to head downstairs, there's an eating area there. There's another room on the other side of here. Uh, we're talking about trying to take the partition down because it's a little hot in this room right now, if you can't tell, uh, for the people that are watching online, but it is warm. So if you want to take a break out there or downstairs behind the glass, that's fine. And we're going to be back in, what, 10 minutes? Cheers, everybody. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.